Blog Talk Radio. Niggas stay slipping into darkness. I stay listening to Marcus, the true and living. You a carcass, living in the Caucasus. While my forefathers was authoring everything that the new world is sponsoring. No, I don't belong to them. I'm not a spawn of Shem. First I will admonish them, then I will astonish them. Then it's just gone with them, off with the wind. I go off with the pen, guzzle head, muzzle men for their burnt offering. I learn often when a man claim he God, he be more like a Nimrod. Thinking you can box with me, I cross your eyes and dot your teeth. Just to drop a venom that'll end them niggas logically Pardon me, my enemies make me malicious Revenge, I'ma learn ya, then I'ma burn ya Delicious, vicious, make you stop up the whole slaughter My wet flow wake your ass up like cold water I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers Devil's out for me, cause my beats out for me like Drake 3000. See, we coming from Virginia, and we gon' continue to keep that hot shit up on the menu. What you prefer, pure cane or splendor? I know you want the real, so just witness the inner splendor. Regardless how you feel, or regardless of who you kin to, you could be kin to Kunta, you sending my pen and shoot you. You could be kin to Martin, just watch what you niggas start. Yo, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little sisters, I said, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little brothers, I said, do the knowledge, or you gon' die. Little niggas, I said, do the Knowledge or you gon' die, motherfuckers The streets love us, no one above us Ashes to ashes, my nigga, dust is to dust is. You know we like to pass it, nigga, bust up the duchess And start the rushing and lumping and dumping off on these dust I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers, for the test of rap A true connection to the hidden track The holy name, bear the flame, resurrect the fact We move the right exact, premeditated text Begin to swirl, show the world where the light is at It's just a given fact, it all begins in black We let you take the will, but now it's time to give it back You know what is the black alpha and omega If you try to fight it, you gon' have to deal with mama nature You just the children of a lesser god We the children of the sun, number one repertoire So we represent the temple and man Check the mainframe, we game change, transform, rearrange things It's not the same plane Wise words are loose, the ears of the profane Still we broke chains and released a few brains in the process Coming with the right knowledge, manifest supreme logic I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little sisters, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little brothers, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Little niggas, I said do the knowledge or you gon' die Motherfuckers Deadly serious Better start learning your lessons Watch the world around you Understand what's going on Who you are Where you came from Where you get your name from don't be a fucking lame, son. One.
might as well get comfortable. <laughs> you know why? Yo, we do it so well, your crew and them fell Ever since we crashed through the door and showed y'all cats what's real You feel like your time's short, that's cause it is The whole world think you rhyme soft, that's cause it is The rhyme thoughts equal dollars, yo, that's where the biz And if you didn't know, now you know I'm murderous Been around this bitch, and I learned a little bit Ready for the world to go, yo, I never heard a kid That's when I show you motherfuckers that I'm the alpha My brother is Omega, we got it locked, beginning to end No friends, just spam this time, you got the Spine of a panhandler, standing chow line for a damn sandwich. You cowards can't manage. Even if we drop the rock, my team a bunch of scramblers. We gon' score regardless. All these other rappers is garbage, and you think they hot? <laughs> Nigga, stop. Can you feel me? Are you listening out there? Yo, can you feel me? I know you do, yo. Cause nobody do it like magic tragic. On the beat, rap is so sweet. I'm the new blast on the street. Lame saying it plain. In the booth, I bring major pain like David Blaine. My game elevated, you hate it. Because I made it to that level where I can't be faded. Test your fake kid. I take a straight piss on everything you cowards hold sacred. Leave you cold and naked. I jones the cake and my poem's the greatest. Ball until I own the Lakers. With no fakes or facades, I make a mirage. With one wave on my hand, no slave. I'm a man, got a gauge and a plan. We in this tremendous. We the real players. Y'all bitches on the benches Never really been stressed Cause God on my side And when I get on I'm fucking hard in my ride Only real niggas can roll Fake niggas get stole Here we go Cheap flow at the magic show Can you feel me? Are y'all listening out there? Uh, do you feel me? Uh, yeah. I know you do Cause nobody do it like us I wreck beats to make them jump around Dumping on you punk clowns Yeah, we bout to thump now Duck down For Glock George Pop your top from a great top My whole block spray shots Till I say stop Catch your ass at a waist stop Slipping at the red light The shoddy rocker rock you to bed twice Uh, lace you with lead nice Coming through the hill city I stay live with J5 And if I really wanna put them on Sugar Sean drop the beat like it's nothing Dove made this percussion But that's another discussion Rappers stay front and stay fighting our shit But still not getting rich So what that mean? That mean these fags on our sack I swag cannot be jacked It's God given Rhythm with them Hit them where it hurts You know see me like OPB, you fucking with the world. Are you fucking listening out there? Do you feel me? I know, I know you do. Cause nobody do it like us. Nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh. Y'all niggas can't be serious. I'm out.
staring at myself in the mirror. Eyes wet as the natives of a land where they in fear of. People with the melanin, power structure white like a skeleton. Let's stop shooting. Black residents say my own went from white, black to Mexican. Say it went from Jim Crow laws to a black president. Polly with my man selling oil by the testaments. He dropped jewels, I just came to put the bezel in. Elevated stress, nobody know who next. Choked out from a devil in a blue dress. I took a long walk on a short path. Keep the knowledge on the stone from the creators of a gold cast. A lot of rappers lack knowledge of a culture. You still a doja. I'm like Sly Stone and Cobra. Dude, they got the African beat out of his soul. And bystanders got scared to say that that was their home. We now Negroes. Blacks, colors, black Americans. More than I guys that used to ride on top of elephants. I still spit it like nobody else can mess with them. So when you hear the lyrics, you gon' be like I'm the excrement. I ain't seen a battle in a minute, but watch try, son. Still drop more bars than your Wi-Fi I get focused and attack like white lotus Devils in the detail, but guards in the motive Maintain your focus, call all your soldiers Grass keep the cobras, guards in the motive Brains over bogus, real over jokers Make sure you notice, guards in the motive Nice and perfected law 30 from that 48. At 30, feeling great. At 20, was 730. That's like the 8. And now I'm raising my seeds. I'm building my estate. While the beast praying on my downfall, I make him wait. Wait, want me to lose it like I never knew it The leaders misleading, our people poisoning the music I'm from the era where pops took you outside to knuckle up And push up on the block to get your muscles up Product of our environment, got us to toughen up That's why I got love from the bottom when I was coming up Nice thing never gone, stop to the paper long Until I live the upper echelon I want the cars, your opinion, dark and gray like Ginobili Three-piece linen, I'm feeling sharp as Shinobi That's why I be flowing, man, everybody should know me If not, then you missing out Tell you what I'm about. Cool with the road less traveled. I never like traffic. That's why the game air tight like it's asthmatic. They cast addicts. Need my people to progress and play the youth. Still don't want to dribble off the project. I just want to sit yet. Say la vie and put my hood up. I won't let them trade on me. So for all my street soldiers, they can't control us. The devil's in the details, but God's in the motor. Maintain your focus. Call all your soldiers. Grass keep the cobras. Guards in the motors. Real over jokers. Make sure you know this. Beginning was the word, I know the woman who said it. Cash King now being Trump with bad credit. Lie, best rapper you never heard of. Old half from Jersey still saying word up. Moonjay's on page 5950. Heard him tough talk, but his whole team pretty. You can see the sparks when I let my score drag. Studying the people that worship the gold calf. Know about guards like best and guitar. First Trinity is a rumor setting the saw. Son of small music, I'm elevating the bar. I put it on the line, man, I ain't coming this far. Matter politics with time out in the cosmos. Decided to give me the spirit of a divine host. Now MC Call it the art of Babylon. Tower came down, man. Style start barrier. Bring the hurricane, but I'm from Brunswick, not Patterson. Respect the black woman like paintings in the Vatican. Liberty and death, get rich and die trying. 40,000 years ago, Africans were smelting iron. Think about the math while you think about the path. For the God that you serve while you worship at your mass. That's the real science of the first shall be last. Knowing the world's round for some of us took baths. Used to rock sway black humans with a shack. And that was on 116 livers to nap. But now I drop bars to for your son's mask. Before they go, step in the video, I need her. Lies, creating my own lane. Old hands wearing skinny jeans is a shame. Too many of my young guards moving like queens. While the ministers backslide more than fiends. 
Black African Power. Welcome to the Rebirth of the African Civilization Show, the home of the Amaral Squad, a well-organized life that feats a disorganized truth. Peace to you, brother. Shout to Harry Black African Power. What's good? Hey, yo. Hey, yo, I'm MJ, MJ, MK, Ultra, snake head on my head. I make beds till I break bread with Oprah. I'm over Cobra, stay ahead of culture. They make new slaves, I'ma make new niggas. And on paydays, I'ma make new figures. Fuck Bill Gates. I dance with Medusa, and the dance bring me cake like a master the Musa. In this world, I'm a boss in my brand new speakers. Your girl got my voice in my band two features. King Tut coffin, dreams of a sultan. Seen it so potent, my teeth born talking, and tongues never spoken. Scripts never written, I call that the hidden. One like almond, the unlettered prophet that prophesies the ramen. The flow been knowledge, I own been college, and I use sign language that is so symbolic. Black African Power. Welcome to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show. It's the home of the Amaral Squad. Was good. Was happening. A well organized lie defeats a disorganized truth every time. Woo wee man. Y'all already know what it is, man. It's God Killer in the house. Man, I'm coming to do what I got to do because we're going to do what we got to do. We standing strong, we standing tall, and we holding down the fort. Keeping it right and exact. Man, the soul of the rebirth of the African civilization show is brought to you by Niggas Footwear. Hmm. Man, bought them banging tennis shoes to the black community, man. And we practice Ujamaa, cooperative economics, man. Y'all already know how we doing it. Y'all can go to AmaralSquad.org and get them, or you can go to customs, no, sneakerscustoms.com. All right? So, look, man, we're going to have a powerful, powerful show. Y'all already know what the title is, man. Interesting. Very, very interesting. The pseudoisms, man. Um, when we start to deal with the pseudoisms, it's like this is like one of my um I would say like this is my favorite subject to really deal with. Um, because my whole fight on what I do uh was based off of living in a pseudo environment, okay, or, or or just studying in a pseudo environment for uh, about five, four, four to five years consecutively, uh, dealing with these new weapons. Um, that's a hell of a learning environment. So really, you know, my trip of, of, of researching started under the banner of one of the greatest pseudos of all time, Malachi York. And so when I when when I'm combating pseudoisms, right? Um, 
I'm basing this off of my time spent uh, under the tutelage and information and books that exemplified uh, pseudoisms at an all-time high. You know what I'm saying? So I know what I'm talking about when we deal with this particular subject matter here, man. And it, it, it ain't even complicated. And um, you just got to sit back and kind of go for the ride. All right? Um, classic, man. Classic. A classic. Just happen to know what pseudoisms is and what they are not. Okay? Um It's very, very simple. When I'm when we teaching, I'm around squads, you know what I'm saying, and all the key key families, you know what I'm saying, Mocha University, real black atheists, uh Nar Science, Timo Cyrus, um Hecamok the Media, um Translating team. Well, you gotta know what pseudoisms is. Let me give you a little hint. We learn methodology in science because learning methodology destroys methodology. I mean, destroys pseudoisms. I'm gonna say it again. Learning proper methodology destroys pseudoisms. And as a matter of fact, learning proper me- me- methodology, it actually um, how I want to say this. Our senses can be fooled. And so human beings developed in Africa first, developed proper methodology to get the answers to things when your senses fool you. What am I saying? Watch this. Here's a here's a prime example of um, pseudoisms And the prime example of How your senses can fool you You outside Right You're downtown Wherever you're at And you run across the person And based off of his color Based off of maybe his hair texture Whatever You consider him to be Sub-Saharan African Just based off of what you're seeing That's a pseudo way Of identifying a person your eyes tell you that this is a black person based off his skin color, right? Maybe the way he talk, your ears, okay, think he's black, right? And then when you ask the question, well, you know, like get into a question who you are, and they say, no, I'm such and such, I'm, and, 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 and I was born in such and such. I'm not African, right? You can do nothing but respect that, all right? Um. And then say you was to even get a DNA test and you would actually find out this person is not a sub-Saharan African. Okay? Now, your senses lied to you, your eyes, your sight. The way you heard his voice lied to you, you thought maybe he was black. But at the core of what he was, he wasn't sub-Saharan African. And so we developed a scientific method, a certain methodology. Like today, you'll use DNA. Okay, DNA kind of clears the picture up, and the more they learn about how DNA works, the the more the more clear the picture becomes. The more they uh, apply that tool, that scientific method, right, in the form of DNA. 
okay? That kind of clears the picture up a little bit. So the days of the good old-fashioned eyeball test, right, become pseudo because it's not scientific, right? Um, let me see. Oh, man, who? Uh, let me let me get one of the first historians. He wrote the book uh, from Superman to Man. Man, no, I ain't supposed to get his name. Man. Anyway, he didn't. He, he didn't have a scientific method, right? Uh, the brother, he did the best he could go. He, he did the best he could do. All right. Um, wrote the book uh, Nature Knows No Color Line. I can't believe his, his name just fell out my damn head, man. All right, but he wasn't. He was using the good old fashioned eyeball test, looking at statues, and doing the best he could do with that. All right, he did a good job, right? He's one of our first historians to actually go do that, but he didn't have a scientific method. And so phenotypes will lie to you, right? Nature doesn't work the way we want nature to work. Nature will show you something that you think is a certain thing, but by the time you get into actually testing what it is, right, it will totally reveal something else, okay? Um, we, we routinely made Christianity black and African but it was based off the good old-fashioned eyeball test. It was based off looking at certain paintings, uh, certain things, and, and, and we perceived these things to be Africans or African people, sub-Saharan African people, the Africans that we descended from. But the further review and getting more science on the situation, like the understanding of the skin map, which which most people just run that over. They don't even stop to look and take a look at that. They don't even they don't even find out the real question on why skin is a certain color. They do none of these things. They use the pseudoisms by looking at a person, right, skin color, and determining who and what they are. Because you can go to North come come to North America, right? And find a, a native population in the sixteen hundreds. And depending on what portion of the United States they was in, and depending on the time of the year these people might have been brown. Uh, let me give you an even better example. Go to Mesoamerica. All right, type in Mesoamerica wall art, right? You'll find some Native Americans brown, dark brown, and you would swear, right, that they was Africans. But the reality is, no, they're supposed to be that color based off of the fact that Mesoamerica, certain portions of it, it actually hits the equator. So anybody living on the equator, Mother Nature, gives them a defense against the uh, UVA rays. So so it don't matter whether you're Southern African or not, whether your skin is dark. It, it has all to do on on your, your geographical location and where you are indigenous to. Okay? So we're out of here with the pseudo-wisdom. So what's the pseudo-claim? That those pictures that you see on the walls in Mesoamerica is a Southern African based off of the skin color. That's pseudoism. Because it sounds like science, right? Looks like science, but it's not science. That's pseudoism. Right? So once you really understand science, you no longer can get fooled by pseudoscience. But you have to know what science how do we know what we know? You gotta know it. You got to know how do you know what you know? You know what I'm saying? Why do we know what we know? And how do we know what we know? And how do we know what we don't know? See, how do we know what we don't know? These things are important. And the answer to these questions 
are, 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 are just vital to understanding science and applying the scientific method. So once you learn science, that's why we've been promoting science, right? Because once you learn science, right, you buy pseudoscience. You don't have the preconceived notions. So let's, let's kind of recap a little bit. Human senses can be fooled. Let me give you a good example. Watch this. If you know a good musician, not a musician, a, a good uh, uh, um, person that practices magic, right? They fool your senses. That's why magic works. I'm going to say it again. Magic works because it fools your senses, and the hand is quicker than the eye. That's why when you in New York or in Baltimore and they playing the three-car car Mali or playing the Caps, you can't win because the hand is quicker than the eye. And it's actually pseudo to think that you can figure out where that little thing is under the cap or you can figure out what car that is because you can't do it. But it fools your senses. But if you apply the scientific method to it, right, you'll realize that it's just that. It's just a trick. A trick that you can't get past. All the tricks that that musicians do, right? A musician, right? Hands are quicker than the eye. Plain and simple. And he produces tricks that looks real. But if you apply the scientific method to it, Right? You'll clearly see it was just a trick and it was an illusion. The same with our history. And why I fight so hard? Because I realized we was being taught under an illusion of things being science. And I recognized it was pseudoscience. The illusion of being African history. We call it, and I'm Ross Call, we call it blackology. Everything is black. Hmm. Everything ain't black. Everything ain't white. So we apply the scientific method. Now, the scientific method also weans out. It weans out racism, white supremacy. It's a tool that you can use to fight racism, white supremacy in science because people will try to skew numbers. People will try to erase as a white supremacy, make something that is not. But it works twofold. It also works on the other side. So when you try to black algae everything, the scientific method wings that out. The scientific method seeks to get to the root of things, to get to the understanding of things by proper methodology being tested over and over again by different people, also using different tools. So if you date something, you'll you'll use three, four different dating methods. You don't just use one dating method. You use three, four dating methods, and you come to the conclusion from that. You, you put in your mathematical equation, right, uh, your checks and balances, and you come up with a date. And so, like, for instance, when they're dating strata, that's different levels, right? They'll date the strata above 
the, the strata they're trying to get the date for, and they'll date and they'll date the strata below the strata they're trying to get the date for, right? And, and and they'll come up with an equation between the two to get the answer in the middle, and they use several different dating methods on that. Valuable, man. Very, very important. Okay? So that's why we we bang hard, right, to get the people to know the science. And that's why the squad, yo, we kind of like, we stand above all that. Now, when I was banging back on the Liberation Union, man, this was about, man, about 10 years ago. All right? It was by my damn self. And then when I did the Nicky Love and Unk show, I was by my damn self. All right, banging, banging on all of them, from the Delbert Blair to the Bobby Hemmets to the Duke of Tears to the Azazils. You could just name them all. They were pseudos, right? I don't even know I understood the term pseudo at the time, but I knew that, that what they was doing was making that shit up, and it was unfounded. Based off my five years of dealing with Malachi York, I truly understood was what what truth and falsehood, you know what I mean, truly actually meant, man. It ain't even complicated. You know what I'm saying? So let me show you something real quick, right? Pseudonize. New word, goddammit. Pseudonize. What's the definition of pseudonize? Truth and falsehood strangely mixed. Now, let me show you one of the best persons out there right now that's doing it in the group. All right? Now, watch this. I'm going to show you. You got a guy in the group. This is my man now. Nazir Lee. Yeah, we got you. Yeah, Nazir Lee. He's in the group, right? And he's throwing a lot of claims about Nubia and the hair scrolls. We kind of talked about it last week. But his shit is downright pseudo. Now, I'm saying he's one of the best. You know why? Because he actually uses credible. I'm going to say this again. He actually uses credible data. Check out what I'm telling you. He uses credible data, right, credible academia, credible archaeologists, right, to support his pseudo-claim. Let me give you an example of it. Now, he posted a post in the Amaral Squad scholarship group. He said, checkmate. And we know where the hell he got that from. He said, as I stated in regard to the Nubian groups that were not only part of the political war alliance, Against the Thebians He had to prove that Right They also formed The leadership group Of the Hiscos Okay Listen close Thus they were Generic Thus they were Generic terms Nubians Amul Watch this Who evidence Also indicates Received military Say chariots Chariots and mercenaries Assistance from the Mediterranean world by trade and the Levant, Mesopotamia, world trade, char- chariots, Mesopotamian ships. With as long as argument over people in uh, uh, Biblios building ships, like, it's cr- like they got the older ships, like it's crazy. That's a pseudo claim. Also, I will do a separate post to add further clarity to these Nubian ammo. And in the future, I will also deal with the Hiscos Alliance in Levant, Mediterranean, Mesopotamia. Now, here's the here's the reference he posted. All right, 
he gives the name Manfield uh, Biotech, Australian uh, Academy of Science, right? Uh, it says the excavation by the Australian Archaeologist Institute in cooperation with Australian Academy of Science at Tel Daba. Now, Tel Daba is uh, the indigenous name for obvious. That's the capital, okay, of the Asiatics during a certain time period, right? And during this particular time period, we call them the Hiscos, the group, the leadership group only. Watch this. Revealed that this site has to be identified with obvious, the capital of the Hiscos, and most likely with Peru Nefer, naval stronghold of the 18th dynasty. Within the long uh, strategy, um, geography of this site, ceramics of Kamar culture appeared already in pre Hiscos contents of the time of the 14th dynasty. Phase E slash three from the occupation of the Hiscos period. Phase E slash two D slash two Nubian pottery turned up, which neither belongs to the Pan Grave nor to the C group culture. It ha- it has still to be identified more closely as Karma beacons were missing. Closely as Karma beacons were missing. It say these ceramic remains were found in sediment and within a Hisco palace. Now, he uses that to support his pseudo claim. This claim that the Nebus is the Hisco and the Amu and the Lance and all that. But when you read, right, Manfield Bark, it does not really support his claim. Manfield Bark is a Important archaeology because he's in one of the best books you can buy on the subject, right, in the Hiscos, the New Historical Archaeological Perspective. Now, if he had some damn sense, he would have bought the book. He would have spent 150 to 200, right, and read the chapter, right, that Manfield Burke wrote, right? He wrote the chapter called The Center of Hiscos Rule, obvious Tel Daba, Institute of Egyptology, University of Vienna, and Australia Archaeological Institute of Cairo. He would just read it. Um, some of the some some of the subchapters, excavation areas and site um, nomenclature. Let me see what else we got here. The introduction, no, the introduction and the environment, ceramic analysis, um, techniques of excavation. Tell Al Yadu where. Dealing with pots, right? Settlement and royal domains of the 12th dynasty, right? Um, Canaanite settlement of the late 12th dynasty. Let me show you how to do this. Palace, 13th dynasty associated tombs. Uh, the 13th Dynasty Canaanite settlement above the palace. Uh, another one, the temple um, precinct and Egyptian style settlement. Strata F to E. Um, what else? The urban development of Tel El Daba 
prior to and during the Hiskos occupation, the kingdom of Nessie and its relation to Teldaba. Now, this particular subchapter is very, very important because if you would have bought the fucking book, he could have read it, right, and would have told him all he would have needed to know. Simple. I mean, so it's so he uses a credible archaeologist, right, who is actually one of the archaeologists that is in one of the one of the best books on the subject. See, this book right here is the book they write other books off of because it's actually an archaeological survey. I'm giving you the tools of the trade, man. If you're not going to be an archaeologist, then read the shit that the archaeologists produce. If you're going to talk about the Hiscos, then you got to get the excavation of the capital city of the damn Hiscos. They got it in right, and they got all the shit they found there. So what I'm calling him is he's a great pseudo because he actually uses a credible reference. But 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 the proper methodology is not just based off of using a good reference. Does the reference support your claim? But when you're doing Google shit, they don't put all of it there. You gotta go farther and spend some money on the subject. This is why he's pseudo because he uses an excellent he uses an excellent reference on the subject. But the subject and the reference does not support his claim, which becomes pseudo. So we call that pseudoized. He has pseudoized information. He has taken credible information, right, ran it through his mind, put it through the strainer of black Hebrewisms, and on the other side, it becomes pseudo. Man. You got to stop it, bro. You're, anybody that knows me know one of the first videos I ever did in my whole life was on the Hiscos. Damn. Nine years ago. This is what I do. I do the goddamn Hiscos thing. Niggas didn't even know what it was. Man, I can go to Dr. Ben's work. The orange one. Africa, the mother of Western civilization. Right, with Dr. Ben lets you know her off the rip that the Hiscos, the leadership group, was non African. And he calls them some of the first born and raised in Africa. You come back with no archaeological studies, right? Taking bits and pieces of references and throwing your own pseudo claims on it. So y'all people in the group who are not aware, right, of the information, right, read that shit. See the references and be thinking the nigga is doing something. No, he's pseudo like a motherfucker. He has pseudonized the information. New word. He absolutely has. I mean, he absolutely positively has. That's what I'm trying to show y'all, man. That pseudoscience, man, looks like science, smells like science, but goddamn, it ain't science. Came into this, we was being overran by pseudoisms, man. They was teaching pseudoisms and rubbing it off as science. That's what the deal was. And I didn't know the word at the time, but I knew what the hell they was teaching, man. Couldn't be verified at all. That's the point I'm trying to make here. And that's just an excellent example, an excellent example 
on what pseudo is. Nazir Lee, right? And Umrah Squad Scholarship Group. He's the pseudo of the year. Read all his posts. They're going to look good, going to be good references. And do you read what he's saying? And it ain't going to match up. Why? Because he's not going to the archaeological surveys. He's not going to the root of the information. He has not learned. The only thing he has learned, I'm going to give him that, he has learned how to start to get credible sources. But that is just the beginning of your journey, to start with credible sources. Check your sources. Make sure they're credible sources, right? Then make sure that the claim you're making, you can't make a claim based off somebody else's claim. You can't use somebody's information and they don't even say nothing about the claim. You're trying to get the support and say, yeah, I'm going to take this piece to support it. Come on with that, man. you got to find, since you're not an archaeologist, you got to find somebody to say what you're saying. Because then the question would be, how do you know? How do you know what you know is right and exact? If you, the person, didn't do the archaeological dig. Whose work are you using? Do they support your claim? Have you emailed them? It's easy to get their email. Have you corresponded with them to let them know that they're missing something? That's the point. And it's easy to figure that out. I mean, it's pseudoism. <laughs> and y'all say, y'all, we use that word a lot around here because that is what the, 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 the community was suffering from, new age pseudoisms. We had a break from the wise old elders, Dr. Ben, Jeremy Clark, oh man, John G. Jackson. I mean, and the list goes on and on. And then we had a break in the action, and you'll find a European New Age shit just flooded our community, man, with all these damn books piggybacking off our Africa shit and pseudoizing that shit. And so, you know what I'm saying? Out of that environment, you get the God killer, the real black atheist. I was formed in pseudoisms. That's why I can fight pseudoisms. I was born in that environment. You can smell it a mile away. You can't test it. So if you look around you, a lot of pseudoisms has fell. But another breed will pop their head up because that's what pseudoisms do. They continue on and on to support their non-scientific claims because they're too lazy to actually learn the information for real. They're too cheap to spend real money on it. Like right here, at the end of this example of a good reference, it says these ceramic remains were found in sediments and within the Hiscos Palace. Well, goddamn, the Egyptians couldn't even make Nubian goddamn pottery. So we know the Hiscos couldn't make no damn pottery. So, But, of course, they would put that fine ware inside of a damn palace. But, of course, we know for sure that they usurped um, Hotep's and them statues, right? 
and put they tra- and had their names transcribed on it because they didn't have a written language, nor did they have a damn religion that was transcribed anywhere. So yeah, hit one of your keypad. Let's talk about it. I hope y'all kind of caught on what I'm saying and get it. And so the scientific method is is developed to deal with the shortcomings of our senses. Senses will lie to you. It's like a human being. Watch this. Like forensic science. Yo, that's how they catch criminals. A criminal will look you right in your face. Well, now, it ain't got to be a damn criminal. Just a person, period, right? Look you right in your face and lie to you. I wasn't in that building. And he presents an excellent argument. And so you believe him. You're convinced. And then when you put the science on the situation, right, you take certain particles off his clothes, right? You find certain particles in certain areas on certain tables, and you match it up through forensic science. You say, wait a minute. Based off of this, this, and this, based off of certain footprints, based off of your shoe, you was in that building. But your senses believe the person. Same thing when your woman gets you, when you're running around having fun, and your woman catches you, she put the signs on your motherfucking head. <laughs> oh, oh, she check how much gas is in the car. She's like, I ain't going nowhere. You check, go back and check the gas, and that shit be gone. You're like, damn, she got you. <laughs> that shit funny, yo. <laughs> But, man, I'm hoping y'all understand what pseudoisms is, man, and what uh, pseudoscience is, man. That's that new word right there, man. You know what I'm saying? And for the record, man, if you consider yourself to be a now Valley, a now Valley, now Valley, Valley, now Valley scholar, right, new level, you need to know how to read the glyphs. At least the basic level. That's the new level now. So if you call yourself a Nile Valley scholar, right? You you, you got to be able to uh, read uh, uh, basic glyphs. Look at primaries and have a basic understanding of it. That's the new level now. That's where we raise the bar to. I'm gonna say it again. If you call yourself a Nile Valley scholar, which I don't. I'm pre now, I'm pre Egyptian culture, right? So let me let, let me rephrase that. If you consider yourself a comedic scholar, right, then you should have at least a basic understanding of meta nature. Anything else is uncivilized from this point forward. The bar has been raised, and that's exactly what the Africans did. They raised the damn bar, man. They raised the bar. And if you got a group and you're not directly affecting affecting the commerce, right, and your community, you know what I'm saying, you're not at the level. So you got to start affecting the economy, right, and amongst the people you're talking to, right? And if you consider yourself, that, that goes for any grassroots, grassroots groups. But when we come to the scholarship, right, and we're dealing with Egypt, right, you call yourself a, 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 a comedic scholar, and you talk about Egypt all day, right, if you're not like Ujau class, Asar class, 
um, damn, um, Brucetti Armors class, Smash Rockwells, Better Than Your Class, or somebody goddamn Better Than Your Class, and you call yourself a committed scholar, yo, man, you boo-boo. All right, you ain't you, that ain't that ain't it. That shit might have been it before Sunday at ten thirty. That shit was cool, but at goddamn uh, eleven thirty eight, that shit ain't cool no more, man. Don't nobody want to hear it because we got young brothers and sisters, man. We got brother Ned and Ned, man, he down in Baltimore, man. Come on, man, You're killing them, translating text, man, write books, man. Come on, young brother, man, thirty thirty four years old, thirty three years old. Man, these brothers is doing it, man. You got Ujao, man. He didn't raise young brothers up. Yo, they're killing it, man. And we're getting a better understanding of our level. You got Asal Hotep, man. He's killing it. Not the goddamn mention that damn synthetic, man. Y'all got to go to the Real Black Atheist page, man, and, and go ahead and uh, check that out, man. You know what I'm saying, man? You got to go check that out, man. He did a whole piece on the language, man. Divine Prospect, get that shit out of here, man. All right, man, all that shit you talking about as far as uh, the, the language, the coming, the, 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 the written script having influence from this direction over here, not from the metanature, man, that's a bunch of crap, man. Matter of fact, we're going to do a whole presentation on uh, the formulating of committed form, man. We're going to do that. So, Jay, that's going to be the part two to it. We're going to deal with the Kinea form. Yeah, y'all go watch that, man. It's a serious, serious, serious piece, man. Matter of fact, that is that is absolutely, positively, one of the best pieces on language, right? On language that's on the Internet. And definitely one of the best pieces, um, definitely one of the best pieces, uh, on uh, Sarnetta TV. You, you can just go ahead and just really just rethink that shit because I'm telling you, man, that's a, that's off the chain right there. That's a, the, the man, my brother did a good job on that, man. He absolutely finished them off with that shit. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Let me see if I can take some calls here, man. Where y'all at, man? I don't see nobody on the squad. You know that, man. <laughs> Civilized. <laughs> Funny. Uh, yeah, hit one on your keypad, man. Um, y'all know what it is, man. It's just uh, it's just a, a, a interesting thing, man. The whole damn thing. So you know, a lot of times I'm going back and forth with people that ain't even. They just not even in that groove yet, man. It's a groove you gotta catch. It's a certain level of reading and studying you gotta catch, man. You know, y'all just gotta keep your eyes on this shit, man. Y'all can just see it coming, man. And I call it the floating factor. You know, I got a no fly zone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, a lot of times you sit back and hear a person conversation. And and eventually they're gonna leave their feet. They're going to get to a place where ain't no way they could possibly begin to prove that shit. Even the best Hebrews, the best Christians you got, is going to be a place where it's going to be a place where they just fly. You know what I'm saying? 
like the the Hebrews new thing is to try to prove they was in Egypt. Well, like check this out. Let's just say they was in Egypt. The question is when they left, the long logic here. You read the Bible, them niggas left at night time. They broke out of Egypt. And they was on the other side of the river or the ocean or the sea. Yam surf the sea reeds. They was on the other side by morning time. You can count that. What's that, twelve hours? If that here's the question. If you add up the numbers, you got over a couple million people. Right? Women and children included. Okay? Women and children and all the shit they stole from Egypt. Remember they took all the gold and all that shit, borrowed it, niggas know they wanna come back. Took it, right? So you got all this shit, animals and all that pack out. So how long would it take for that many people to cross over the river? Not to mention you gotta climb down the side of the ocean and then walk and then climb back up. It's just a ridiculous notion, yo. But the time factor, how long does it take for a couple million people to cross a goddamn river? It would take a couple months, man. Illogical, not to mention the water holes. Now, how does the water leave? I mean, see, that's just the craziness. So even if they was, how? and watch this. During that time period, Egypt isn't the only people writing. 1200 BCE. So you got other literate nations, right? And we understand that the pharaoh, right, is basically... Egypt is like the superpower of the day. He's damn near like the known leader of the world. And if he died at the hands of a bunch of goers, don't you think that should be Esther's song everywhere? Read the book when Egypt ruled the East. Man, everybody influenced. The Hurrians, uh, the Hiscos, the, uh, uh, the, 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 I mean, the damn, the Hurrians, the Hiscos, um, the Greeks, the Romans, the Assyrians, you know what I'm saying? They're all influenced. The Asiatic tribes, you know what I'm saying? Anybody that's doing artwork and whatever, they all have Egyptian motifs. You know, during the time of King Hezekiah, you know, he's using Egyptian motifs. He's using Egyptian trading seals. They, they're all influenced. And so if if that coach that produced such a leader, right, would have died by the hands of a guard, that shit be everywhere. Yeah, that's what we call the pseudo Williams, man. At an all-time high. <laughs> so, yeah, we, you know, it's, so it just take a, a certain level of study to continue to study, man, to really get that, um, to get that real understanding. I mean, and it's just, it just takes some time. And, and then learning that language kind of cracked them codes. And, and, and it's clear. And then you see how pseudo shit is. All the men that be putting up talking about the gist and this, and that. Man, once you know how to read, you're like, yo, that's pseudo. They say pseudo is his name, oh. 
Yeah, man, waiting for the other brother to call in, man. Man, it's been raining down here for real. Last couple of days, man. Hey, look, I like to um, give a shout out to everybody that's been supporting uh, the shoes, man. All right, um, that's that's serious, man. All right, to keep supporting. Um, uh, let me let me throw something in there real quick, man. Look, call in number for the show three four seven eight five seven two zero five five. All right, 347-857-2055. Hit one of your key bags. We got a question. We'll answer your discussion. All right. All right, let me go ahead real quick, man, while we talking about this daggone supporting this shoot, man. Mm-hmm. Go to Reebok real quick. All right? And that moving a little bit slow. I don't need to move slow today. Come on, internet. Ain't crazy, man. Hold on, man. I can't even pull it up. Point I want to prove it here. If I can just get it pulled up, man. Mm-hmm. I believe that internet will be moving a little bit fast at the 12, man. Mm. Nope. All right, hold on. Let me take a quick break, man. See if I can pull this up, man, so we can get at this, man. Uh, you're listening to the rebirth of the African Civilization Show, man. Uh, we're dealing with our pseudoisms, man. Um, and, man, y'all know the edge, man. Be right back at you. Man, I don't even know if y'all can hear me, man. I tried to put that commercial on there. I didn't come up, man. Let me see something, man. Man, what I got to say for a long crazy. All right, man. Let me see. A little bit technical difficulty. Hold on one second. All right, switchboard is working, man. Y'all give me just bear with me one second. 
you feel like it was going on, man. One second. Can't even like the switchboard. That's crazy. The top. Let me see something. All right, I think we got it going now, man. Let me see if I can get this. Let me see, Kubo. Let me see. Joe. Black African power, man. I was, I was listening to you. Lord <laughs> have mercy, boy. I don't even believe it, Lord, but Lord have mercy. <laughs> crazy, man. Yeah, man. man. You uh, going in on the pseudo, man. That's, that's a real good um, breakdown, you know? of science, uh, scientific method on how, how to know when you know something and when you don't know something. You know, how do you mm-hmm. how do you know when something's known? So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. excellent, um, the different tools. And, and that's what people, uh, mm-hmm. they don't use it. They don't use the tools. And it's, it's like anything that sounds good, when you, don't, when you don't know the tools, then you could be tricked and you could be fooled. So when you brought up the magician, mm-hmm. that's right on point because you can be fooled. It sounds good. It makes you feel good. But is it real? Is it accurate? Is it true? And that's the question that people don't realize. You know, they get sucked up. That's the that's, that's the beginning of cult uh, cult like thinking. Um, cult leaders or these charismatic leaders, you know, they, they get a lot of people sucked in because they borderline. How you said what is uh, strangely uh, truths and falsehoods, strangely mixes. Is yeah, uh, what was it again? <laughs> yeah, pseudo pseudo Yep. <laughs> Exactly. So yeah, we got to be careful of that. that. So you know, um, yeah, man, that's that's on point. And you know, in science, uh, science, the uh, the human senses are like the worst uh, witness to the truth. And that's that. You know, like um, in science, you if you come with some eyewitness in in court, it's like the opposite. In court, testimony is very very important. It's 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 valued very high on the scale. Um, to make a determination in court, but in science, eyewitness testimony is at the bottom. You got to actually demonstrate proof. You got to show proof and demonstrate it beyond what you saw, because what you saw doesn't mean anything unless it could be tested and falsified. You know, by way of these different methods, uh, depending on what the what the subject and discipline is. So, yeah, man, that, that's that's on point. That's what people got to realize. You know, we got to get back mm. into that science. And that's what's going yeah, on. It, so, yeah, yeah. science helps determine the truth. That, that's the point, though. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> and, 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 and I mean, that's like one of the, and, and me and you both know, man, we, I, I, I always you on the line, bro. Oh, man, I, well, on, on, as far as New Orleans, I I lived on yeah. in 1997. I moved on there in 1997. 
and uh, left when we were forced to leave, you know, 2004. So from 1997 to 2004, I was living there. Yep. So then, so so that's the point. That's like, seven years. Like, we, we understand it. You hear me? Yeah, I you. hear me? All right, yeah. That's yeah, point, man. We, we, we learned, you know, we, we learned what it was to be in an environment, right, of pseudo- and pseudoisms cause cult-like behavior at the end of the day. Always do. Right? You know what I'm saying? And I think, yeah. hell, yeah. religion is the, is the ultimate pseudo shit at the end of the day. There's some things that occur mm-hmm. in religion you know, that ain't going to never happen. You know? They, you yeah. know how they say God can do everything? Yeah, God can do everything, but change the damn back in <laughs> But you know, you know what... Um, you know what what keeps that going is when people are not taught a uh, method. You know, because if I if I'm teaching you something and then I and I encourage you to check it out, if I if I keep saying you know I'm teaching you this, well go check it out. Don't take my word for it. Go check it out. But if I if I never teach you proper method on how to know that you actually know something or that you don't know something, then it's it's still the same old thing. So and that's and that's what what's wrong out here. A lot of people don't know how to actually discern facts from fiction. You know, you got all, especially internet. Internet is a blessing and a curse because internet has some very good information, but but it's open for a whole bunch of lot uh, lies and misinformation too. So if you don't know how to distinguish, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. Mm. Mm. That's what's that, going on. That the truth? That's exactly what's going on, bro. <laughs> if you don't know, if like you bro, don't uh, understand. I think you are uh, you, you talk oh. about Nazir Lee and the um mm. the post that he put up about the Nubians and you know I read the post and you know and it's funny because you can you can quote sources and quoting sources does not mean that it's true and you know people got to realize that cuz I see people brag about how many sources they cite but you have to have be able to discern the sources and even quoting sources you have to know how to interpret the data because you could read something into it that's not there, you know, and um, and I think that's what the brother's doing with that particular post because he he quotes it, but then, and and when he gives his own commentary about it, he's he's adding so much stuff that's not there, you know, not at all. So you know, we gotta be careful of that. Gotta be careful of that, man. Yeah, man. He adding a whole lot that's not there, man. You know, like, right. like, like, for instance, like me, you know, we know that the term Hiscos, right, is not a term for a race of people, right? It's not even a term for a specific ethnic group, okay? It's a term that denotes what, Ojawa? Ojawa. Oh, yeah, yeah, you, you were cutting out. I'm still you here. Can't hear me. Can you hear me? I can hear you now. Yeah, I can hear you now. Yeah, I said, I said we know for sure that the term has goals, right? Mm-hmm. It's not a term for ethnic group. You can hear me? Right, exactly. Yeah, it's a term that denotes what? It just simply means foreign ruler or foreign official, and it, it applies to different groups uh, and throughout mm-hmm. the different areas. And, and that's that's another thing. People, people you know, we talk about Kemet. Like we take it for granted how long Kemet lasted. So we, 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 we act like 
terminologies are etched in stone, and it, and, and it can only mean one thing or directed to one description of something. When we're dealing with thousands of years, you know, centuries and millenniums going by, so these terms are applied differently sometimes. You know, Hyksos was applied to the to some of the groups in uh, Ta-Nehisi early, early in history, and then later on to the Amu invaders that came in and crept in and, and rose in power in the Avaris uh, region, Lower Kemen. And that's the Hyksos that most people, or Hikakasur, or Hyksos that most people think about when you say the word Hyksos, you're thinking about the 15th through the 17th dynasty. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you know, that could slip up. Yeah, so that's right. So the, the pseudoism in that equation is most people don't know that the term Hiskos is applied to foreign chieftains, right? Yep. Uh, Nubia had its own nation, so it would be foreign, right, to Egypt, regardless if the same people could fit seamlessly back and forth into their culture. We know this to be for certain because we know that Nubia is the mother of Egypt, but it's still a different nation, Right? Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yep. Understand ancient history. And so the term was applied to Nubians, okay, Syrians, all right, Asiatics, okay, applied first to the Nubians, though. So you have to, that's why we, we, we preach around here timelines. Timelines. Exactly. Okay? Timelines. You got to understand it. And so if you go into the language, you'll clearly see how many times Nubians, they were talking about Nubians, and, 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 and if they was talking about the ones and the obvious. The language will clear a lot of that stuff up for you. Mm-hmm. The pseudoism in that is that the Nubians that was called Hiskos in the Old Kingdom are the same Hiskos that was in the what? Intermediate period, is that what you would call that? Right, second second intermediate period leading up into the um, yeah fifteenth dynasty. That's the mistake. Right. That's the mistake that the Correct. brothers making. Yeah. Mistake, and and here's the even bigger mistake. The Nubians didn't accept that term at all. They didn't start calling themselves that. But the but the fifteenth uh, dynasty, fourteenth dynasty, fifteenth dynasty. They they those those particular leadership. They liked that term and they stuck with that. They kept that. But it never was a people. It was it was a designation for, you know what I'm saying, uh, rulers of foreign lands. Just like the Hebrew. That ain't a damn people. Designation for people that are nomadic, pastoralists, traveling back and forth. Just like Adam or Adabia, Adam to Rome. The Adams of those who are roaming, nomadic peoples. It later on became a, a specific stock of people, but initially it was applied to those nomadic herdsmen, those who, un, who who are unsettled. So I mean, you know what I mean? But the pseudoism and that whole his folks thing, man. If you don't know, man, nigga get you with that shit all day, man, all day long. Right. Six five days, they gonna get you, man. I promise you this. And what, Let me uh, ask this call. Let me see you on the line. Okay, Joe. You ready to take some calls, bro? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was just going to say real quick, though, um, you know, 
And so people have just gotta gotta learn the language and take their time and stop stop microwaving and, and rushing things. You know. Um the brother the brother's doing a good job as as um, you know, looking at sources but you gotta be able to interpret the sources and be able to vet it out and see the bigger picture. You make a mistake when you try to superimpose your own conclusions and people, some people pull the cart before the horse. You know, let let the data yeah. dictate What's going on? Because something similar happened to the term. I, I know you heard of the term um, "wretched Kush." You know, there's yeah. a whole book about the wretched Kushites, and the, and the, um, the term was um, Kesi. And people don't realize that that term was used for the the people in Egypt themselves. Early on, they used it for themselves. It was a, it was a term that was local and native and indigenous. Then it later became applied uh, more narrow uh, to the Kushites, or the people of Kash, or the people in the Tana Hesse, uh geographical region. So if you don't know that, then you're just going to think that these terms only apply to the Nubians or the, or the people in Tana Hesse. Same thing that people are doing with Hikakasut. So we've got to slow down. Got to take this stuff serious. Got to be scientific about it. Yeah, you got you got to take it serious, man. I mean, and, and like I said, man, if you want to call yourself uh, a comedic um Scholar, man, you got to start knowing, uh, you know, at least basic matter. That's your man. That's just a new rule. That's just a new standard. If you're not following the standard, man, then you're not going to be able to keep compete, man. You know, young brothers and sisters are on it. Let me get this call right here. Um, eight six four, your line is open. I'm Ross Squad. Eight six four, your line is open. Eight six four. One one one, your line is open. One one one, your line is open. Hey, Uncle, how you doing, man? What's going on? How you doing? I'm doing just fine. Listen, this is Ocean. What's up, sis? Hey, I want to make it really quick, um, because you really take a long time to get to folks. But um, I got a question I've been wanting to ask you. I saw um, the last event that you guys did, and it was really awesome. I really liked that. And I just got one question. I want to know of all the papyrus that you guys could have used as a prop um, to explain to the people uh, how to read the letter. Why did you use the Brenner Rhymes papyrus with... um, the transformations of Ra and the overthrowing of Apep, the Great Mother. Mm. What? Why that one? Were you guys trying to be slick or what? <laughs> <laughs> she said slick. You uh, what do you mean after that? Yes. Yeah, I don't care who's answered it. I just I just want to understand why that papyrus. You know what I'm saying? Well, I, I mean, okay. It, I can tell you why. The reason reason why, because in in that papyrus, it's um, it shows it shows it's, there's a there's a extreme play on the word kepper, and everyone knows kepper is the scarab beetle, and in the beginning, as if you know, when you watch it, you can see where kepper is repeated so many so many different times. They use different derivatives of the same word to explain this unfolding process that we call evolution, how things develop and transform and change. So that was that was used to show how creation 
what we call in creation today is really a transformation from an eternal, <clears throat> internal and infinite substance that can neither be created nor destroyed, but it just simply transforms itself to become the things in and out of the world. And that's the perfect text to, um, to present, to show that. So, and plus there's a play on Kepler because Kepler, uh, the word Kepler means to become, to come into existence. And it's also the word to evolve and where we get evolution mm-hmm. from. So it's appropriate for the mm-hmm. topic. That's what uh, was, was touching on, evolution. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not to mention, okay. you know, that's the symbol I use for, uh, for the real black atheism. Um, hopefully. Right, uh, but the overthrowing of the great black mother. The overthrowing of the great black mother, I I just thought that was kind of distasteful. But the other thing I want to oh, say and this, but wait, wait, let me get this because I got to go. Let me say this. Okay. So, and, and you this can't may say be, you got to go like that. You can't I do, I have to go. go. Like I've been holding on for the longest. Uh, now, let me get this out. And this may be prophetic, Unc, but I think that it's high time you guys tell the black woman, who she is in antiquity and since memorial, because I think some extremely scholarly sisters going to come up and embarrass you all. A lot of brothers are walking around with these female names from ancient Kemet, and women just sit there like little basset hounds and smiling up at you all, and they don't even know what the hell you guys are talking about. And I, there's some sisters who are coming in who know exactly what y'all pseudo on in, or pseudo and on. I'm glad that I'm talking about this title because you all – Pseudo-science as well Or pseudo-anthropomorphize How about that? Uh, Let me make up this word Pseudo-anthropomorphization And interpolation Of the woman's true place In ancient Kemet And I think y'all need to stop doing that Because you're going to have to eat it I'm telling you Now y'all know how I feel about Ankh That's my hero And I don't want y'all to be embarrassed Later on down the road but anyway, I, good on you. Uh, come on, I'm going to let you get on to the next caller. Thanks for taking yeah, my call. Go ahead and run. Go ahead and run. Right. I, wanna, I, wanna, I ain't running. I, I want to debate you, man. You, you want to do it. You, you think I'm weak and flailing? But I'm trying I to tell you guys. I want to comment on what you Listen, I have vision, not sight. I see straight through some of it. I'm trying to tell you. Don't sleep on me. All right. No, no. Right, Let's oh, start with you say overthrowing a woman. Wait, your claim was yeah. that we. All right, let's no, deal with that. Deal with that with Who's APAP? Who's APAP? Yeah, let me. Yeah, let me. Let me I, I just want to touch on that. I just want, like I want to touch on that. Just like when I told you all that the Nigerians say Ani is female, y'all was like, uh, what? Yeah. So I'm just saying, come real with some of this stuff. Y'all think women don't know what the hell you're talking about? But there are some women I didn't know. who know exactly hey. what you're talking about. Hey. He says, I didn't know. Yeah, I, go ahead, go ahead, Ujel. I didn't know that was overthrowing the woman, yo. Go ahead, talk to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I, I just want to clarify something. When in in that text, a pep is not a woman at all. A pep, a pep is the serpent that is the enemy of Ra. And in in the text, the whole text, that whole papyrus is about overthrowing a pep and about uh, saying hymns to curse a pep. Uh, okay, sir. Pep what fire. is the serpent indicative of? The serpent is, is indicative. Oh the 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 you serpent is. I'm not even getting ready to play with you. Okay. I'm not even getting ready to play with you. Okay. Well, please. Well, you, all right, you well, need well, to quit. Please, 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 please don't. Please don't. You don't. You don't have to play with me. But 
But I'm just no, letting you know playing. that. Pet... I asked you, what is the serpent indicative <laughs> of? Stop playing with people. You all playing. I'm going to bid you a good night. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, peace, sister. But look, hey, let me let me hey, just clarify that hey, for the listeners real quick. Hey, yeah, that was some powerful information the sister just dropped there, man. <laughs> okay, but look, let me let me just clarify because I don't want you know the sister is off the phone, but I just want to clear it up for the listeners. No, she off the phone. I, pe- I like the sister, but the claim is pseudo. It's a pseudo claim, correct? She oh, proves most definitely. Most, 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 most definitely. So, I, I pe- so you go ahead and explain I, what you're going to do. Then I'm going to explain how I know it's you, though. Go ahead. Go. Yeah, I, I'm going to be real quick, though. Um, any, any, you know, I mean, this is kind of common knowledge to most people that a pep is the enemy of Ra, and it's, and it's symbolized by a serpent. And there's so many texts that you can look and so much iconography where you can see the serpent wound up and it's attacking a Ra solar boat, and we're actually Satuk set is actually stabbing or have a spear and protecting the boat, the solar boat bark of Ra. It's not indicative of a woman whatsoever um, as far as a pep is concerned. So the overthrowing of a pep is the ideal of, uh, and, you know, modern time we would say evil. So it's not, it's not indicative of a woman or, what, or whatnot. And then another thing that the sister was saying is that we don't, we don't elevate women. When at the conference you spoke about the shot, you, don't want, you actually said – where are the women at? The women need to step up because the shot mm-hmm. is the deification of history of, of record-keeping and history. She's the one that the king has to consult with in the pulling of the cord or stretching of the cord ceremony to lay the foundation of every temple in Kemet that's aligned with the stars and so on and so forth. So that there's no putting down women whatsoever. We actually elevate the women. you got Ma'at, you got Nut, the sky, where, where Ra is swallowed by Nut every day, and then she gives birth to him out of, out of the womb uh, for the next day. At nighttime, she swallows him. In the morning, she gives birth to him out of the womb. So in, in the pictures, you'll see the, the sun disc near her mouth, and you see the pictures where the sun is near her womb, and her, her body is uh, a starry, has stars all in it. So, I mean, I mean, this is just common. You know, we don't, you know, this is not a patriarchal or, you know, push the woman down type of thing. Here, you know what I'm saying? We don't we don't get down like that. So I don't I don't really no, understand. We don't get down like that. Right. I don't we, understand uh, we don't get down like how that. the system comes from. We don't get down like that. We don't get down like that. And the reason I'm gonna say this is not because debate a be not not because um I, I wouldn't debate a woman, it's because it's the, I don't feel like arguing over pseudo claims like that. So let me show you why that's a pseudo claim, right? If you just took a look at who a Pappas was. He was talking about one of the his coast leaders, right? The, 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 he was a leader. He was a foreign chief. And look at the reason he came from. They wasn't renovating a damn woman. You know what I'm saying? He's a man. Okay? And so they put it, so, and, so, and so the mythology, right, this is what you do. You write a mythology to overthrow your enemies first, and then you overthrow your enemies. See, y'all don't get that. See, it's a methodology in that. But it certainly wasn't have anything to do with the woman. They don't even talk about the head coast woman. So no, you, you, was she trying to say just like in Genesis? So now the serpent was a woman too in Genesis. No, this is that new age stuff, man. That's not. That's not. <laughs> that's not right. In exact science, man. Let me get this real quick. And and we, we, man, and that's it's just funny because you're having a show about pseudo stuff. The sister calls in and and. And claims that we're being pseudo in the midst of her 
myself uh, being pseudo, <laughs> and that's, that's just kind of. That's, you she know, said a pep and I don't, and I don't, you know, yeah, the, the, uh, a pep, a pep was a symbol of, of a woman. Well, I mean, where, where I think she was going with it is that, you know, what what is a snake indicative of? A snake is indicative of women, and that's false. It's you know because male and female natural are represented by uh, serpents and frogs. For example, the ogdas, the eight that everybody knows about. Um, right. Amunet, who he, who had or he he had. Kikikak and um, Nununet, they're, they're serpents and frogs. Um, so and this and this switches up, you know. So, you know, I don't. I really don't know. You know, that's why I say people need to slow down and really study. They can't, you know, they can't rush this stuff. So we're gonna work around. In the middle of the pseudo show. Peace, brother. I'm Ross Yeah, and I'm Ross Carter. Tim Osiris. What's good? Yeah, in the middle of a pseudo show, the head woman pseudo calls and. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love I I I, I love my sister. The sister, the sister, the sister, yeah, sister like Ocean. Ocean yeah, that's that's like uh Ocean, yeah. She needs to um keep 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 she calling in. I, I like that. Because I'm going to go to the hotel. Not, if you want to battle with the scouts? Hotel with you, brother. Peace okay. All right, all right. What's good? What's good, brother? Uh, man, yo, I'm the Ross Squad up team Osiris. Let's get it, man. I think that um. This is a great show, man, and I think that um, pseudoism is on the rise. And it's a lot of people like her that use pseudoism to try to combat, you know, a lot of, you know, you know, you know, real science. Like, um, I don't get how they do it. I don't get how they do it. They use pseudoism to prove their premise and say the real science or the real information is the pseudo information. And and they have, I mean, they don't have, they they don't have methodology. They don't have references, especially when you hear pseudo say we don't need references. All we need is our, we can just do it ourselves. We don't need references. They don't want to give references. They don't have the proper methodology. They just want to just talk their own personal philosophy. And I think they need to understand what pseudoism is. You know, pseudoism is it, it, it doesn't have the proper methodology. It's, it's basically just philosophy. Just like one of the only oldest um, books that Aristotle wrote, wrote, which is responsible for metaphysics that we have, the New Age metaphysics, which is called physiques. And this is what Aristotle's work wrote. wrote. And physics or metaphysics meant beyond the physical, meaning that it's beyond what you can see, so it can come from the top of your head. It's, it can be anything. It's just a philosophical twist. You're just talking. You're just grabbing stuff out, out your head and just saying a bunch of nothing. And you can make it sound good because you got that slick pseudoism now where you mix a little real science up with it but put your spin to it. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy. And as the brother said, Uja, um, you do see an odd dog serpents for, used for male and female. You know, that's real. That's kind of crazy. And a lot of that stuff that a lot of black women or black people try to use to say that the serpent represents the divine feminine, it's coming from Wicca, Wicca European European um, pseudoscience, the Wicca stuff. And Wicca, European so-called witches, use the serpent to represent the, the goddess. So you're using European pseudoism to try to say that this is how the African mind thought. It's kind of it's crazy. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. You, you, see, mm-hmm. you see serpents. Reptiles and amphibians, male and female, in Nigeria, in Ifa, you use serpents or serpents and um, serpents and frogs. The same thing. You see, you use male male serpents and female serpents or male frogs and female frogs. You see this even in Ifa. So it's like you 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 coming at us with European Eurocentricity pseudoscience from Wicca. We know that they they call their female witches serpents. That's their science. That don't belong to us. That's kind of crazy, man. 
Yeah. And the thing is, the word, you know, that's why, you know, earlier, I'm saying you got to raise the bar. People got to learn the language, at least the basics, because the word apep, the word itself, it simply means great of movement. The word ah is great, and pep is to move. Apep is great of movement. And and if people understand the text, the science of it, they understand why Ra, why Ra is, why the transformations of Ra will overthrow or defeat this great of movement. So people just got to understand what, what's really going on and slow down and, and really just learn. And the sister, you know, sister needs that, to keep calling in and, and, and learn. So, you know. So that's deep, though, because um, she, she gives a classic example of pseudoism. A brother in Gozi explains that that's that new age. I call it the new world section of Barnes and Nobles. That's that new age shit, the wicked and all that, <laughs> which is definitely pseudo. That's why they have it in the new age section, not in the science section. Um, that's Y'all just bring two valuable points. And she just proved our point, man. Like the candle magic shit. That's pseudo. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, uh, astrology, no, astronomy. Is astrology? Mm-hmm. No, astro- yeah, yeah, astronomy is pseudo, real, but astrology, astrology, astrology is pseudo, but astronomy astrology, is real. That's right. Right. When you're talking about, oh, man, yo, I'm a Pisces, I'm an active. Cut it out. <laughs> Cut it out. <laughs> See, <I'm, laughs> let me get some calls, man. But, but not, not the, thing is, the thing is, the, the sister, mm-hmm. the, the sister has. I mean, the sister has a point. But this, I mean, this this is perfect on on what you, the topic of the show, because what she's doing is what Nazir Lee is doing by mixing something truthful with and then putting your own, you know, your own input into it. Because serpents are represented by women. That's true, but it's not restricted yeah. to just women. And yep. and you know it's it's all it's got to be a, the woman. Yep. A pet is never seen as a woman or a feminine or right. female. See, that's see? just that's just the and bottom line. She mentions line. Nigeria, and she mentions and, and see that's the difference between understanding the text, understanding the language. She she she's crossing cultures. She's doing all of that, because, and that's what pseudos do. They cross and weave. Oh, the uh the Egyptian chakras. That ain't got shit to do with Egypt. See what I'm saying? You just cross some shit up. All right? The yang and the yang, the Egyptian. They got nothing to do with the Egyptian shit. They do it all the time. The Indian symbols, you'll see niggas with the Indian name, the comedic name, and the Russian name all in one line. That's their name when they post. And they, you know, they Facebook shit. Pseudo niggas. You know what I'm saying? So, man, that, she, she, she was perfect. We appreciate you calling in, sis. Um, you know, it's scholarships. We definitely don't got to take it easy on you. Scholarship, man. Mattel, what's up, brother? Peace, peace. What's going on, brother? This day is happening. What's happening? What's up, man? What's happening? Uh, what's up, man? What's up, Oh, man. Peace, brother. What's up, brother? Peace and love. Peace and love. Yeah, there's pseudo-conversation on the Indians today. Got the info for me? Not yet. I took some time out to... Um, Find that info. I ain't even gonna bring it up uh-huh. yet. But uh, I know but yeah, I you drop that, man. So you want to start something? Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. uh-huh. that, man. No, I'm even just But yeah, stop that, man. She she shouldn't have came here with that um Amazon um energy like that. We're trying to we're trying to bring balance to our relationships these days, the male and the female, and, and there's no way. 
where I see that the Amaral squad um, puts down the female. She, she definitely does <laughs> definitely raise her up um, and put her, uh, she, knowing the, and the respect that she has being a throne um, um, and allowing us to, um, you know, be, be the king and, 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 and allow us to sit on the throne. And I agree 100% with what uh, Ujjayi was saying because, you know, within the mythology, and I think Ocean may have, um, she was trying to put something in there that wasn't there as far as a pep being, she said, uh, what's the, uh, she said diction or, you know, whatever word she used. Uh, she's trying to say that the the Metaphallus is overthrown. You know, I think she knows about the waters of moon. You know, um, but she was trying to co- she was trying to interpret it correctly as that movement, and then the over. Th- I mean, I agree with Kepra being all through that that um, papyrus, and that was an excellent backdrop from the um, the conference of evolution, and then bringing it in um, to the uh, science and technology conference. You guys did an excellent job um, at the con- at the, the last conference. So I, I think she was just trying to create an argument that wasn't there, um, and I think it was all right too low for her to do that. You know, she was, yeah, I don't know. Uh, didn't have a call. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I really don't, if if you watch your, the show, your presentation, your presentation, you, you held the woman up high by um, showing us a, a shot. I mean, that was like about, what, three slides. <laughs> You know, she so, um, right. She's author of the sign. I mean, what more are you on? Damn. Damn, you know? Well, well, Her I'm name is She Who Scribes. You know what I'm saying? It's like, uh, other than Jehudi, Sashat is the one. Everybody who, who wrote was under Sashat. I just want to say this before you... I just want to. I just want to say this before you go to the next caller. I, I hope a lot of people know that that divine feminist stuff it promotes lesbianism. It really does. It doesn't. It doesn't. It, it has no respect for for, for for the male or anything. It just promotes. It's, it's all about the divine feminine. I'm not saying she's that because I'm sure she's not. But I'm saying it's a lot of uh, sisters that's part of that feminine movement that talk about the divine feminine and they and they bisexual. I, it's I, it's a few in Chicago. So you got to be careful with that, you know, with that with that divine feminine and the man has no role and the woman will first, first, you know, we come from now. You know, it's it's crazy. You know, and Kim, you yeah, said male and female. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's not African. Right. That's Europeanism. That's, that's modern-day Europeanism, man. I got all the books, yes. man. Don't play with me, man. Les, Lesbos, Zena. Lesbos, Zena. I mean, all that stuff, is that's some Greco shit, yo. And we bringing that to the African to the mind. That's Greek. Just like with the perversion of the astrology shit. And they try to use that shit in Kemet. That shit is Persian. That's not a indigenous yeah. to Kemet. But that's another story. Yeah, yeah. Look, look, look at the story. Adonai is on the island. Y'all know that, right? Y'all know that Adonai yeah. is on the island of Lesbo. Who is Adonai? Adonai becomes the Lord in the Bible. That's right. <laughs> so we got nine seconds to call it, man. Y'all got... Y'all got, y'all got I got thirty seconds, ninety seconds. Call me. Call number three four seven eight five seven two zero five five. We dealing with the pseudoisms. Yeah, Nazi um, Lee, right? New word for you. Well, you've been pseudonizing information. Well, what did you say, Ujao? You said what? No, I do not. I don't. Know. 
Adonis. Oh, no, no. I was, I, was, I was just repeating what you said. Yeah, Adonai, Adonis, all that. Oh, you know, I was just repeating what you were saying. Yeah, yeah but I, what I was going to say. Well, I was just going to say, and Kemet, I, I really don't understand people don't can't clearly see this this equal this equilibrium between feminine and masculine or male and female. When you have when during the creation unfolding of creation, you have these pairs coming up: shoe tefnut. It's not tefnut tefnut or shoe shoe. It's shoe tefnut. Then you have gab nut. It's not nut nut or gab gab. You know, it's male and females, male and females, male and females. Osar set, satuk nebet het. You know, so I, I really don't understand where people have to fight. I mean, you know, our, our women need to understand that we are their brothers. We we all we you know walk together side by side. We're gonna do this together. You know, we don't have to. You know, we don't have to suppress anything. Hmm. But, you know, so it's all right. Yeah, I got ten seconds. Right. Oh, you're not gonna be able to listen to it online. You gotta wanna finish in the last hour. You got to be called into the number. All right. Well, you just missed it, man. Let me get the next call real quick. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so now we know where the divine sentiment shit comes from, from that old crazy-ass white people, New World Order shit, New Age stuff. Tell me all right now. You know, I have to bring anyone on that subject. <laughs> we can get it in. Get that shit in. All right. 646, your line is over. I'm squad up. Black News 102, Sarnetta Studios, House of Consciousness, and of course, Armin Rod Squad Up, without a doubt. Um, I definitely agree with my brother and Goldie, the last remark that he made about we got to be careful of that feminine stuff, brother. If anybody knows us, man, we always uplift our women, brother. That goes without saying. We're not ashamed of that. We've been doing that for a long time. Especially the general Sarasut and Seti, Brother Polite, you yourself, Unc, and Gozi, and the whole Amara squad. If you listen to the archives, man, we always bigged up our women. We not like the Hebrews, man. We don't do that crazy stuff, you know? So I just wanted to say also, I wanted to also plug in and let the world know what's going on. We got the All-Star Black Power Weekend coming up. It's called the Comedic. Armageddon War Conference, the return back to the Nile Valley. Now, in this right here, December, I'm going to be real quick, December the 13th, this is going to be a powerful, powerful showdown. We got Brother Infadiji, Sanjeti, we have Brother Ngozi, Brother Unk, Sarah Sutanseti, Brother Polite, Brother Reggie, and, of course, Shaka Upmost. All of these brothers is going to bring some powerful information, and it's going to be different. It's not going to all be the same. Some of them might be dealing with the female, you see, the origins in, uh, of the female dealing with ancient Kemet. So come on out, family. It's going to be one you don't want to miss because we're closing out the year with a bomb, and we all going to be in the building. This is where you can all come out and meet all of us. I mean, it's going to be awesome, my brother. Unc. I want to say you're doing a good job, a good job with um, the Armin Ross squad. All of y'all brothers are doing a good job, man. You know, I just wanted to say that. Is there any questions? Hey, pre- are there any questions? Appreciate for, that, No, nah, I just appreciate that, man. You stay on the line, man. We got some calls calling in, man. Okay. Um, I just I appreciate you. you having one of the most powerful channels on the Internet. Um, I mean, look, man. Hell, you got children in school and about, you know what I'm saying, the damn channel, man. So that shit. 
That shit rocks, man. We just appreciate you sharing the platform with us, man. That's just, you know, <laughs> that's real right there, bro. We appreciate that, man. What I'm going to yes, do sir. is I'm going to get you next call or something. Else. Stay right here, man. Stay right here, man. We got about 10 people in hand, raise. All right. All right, 4159 is open. I'm Ross Squad up. Square up a flare. What's up, fam? Hey, um, What's going I just on? wanted to speak on, uh, not much. I just wanted to speak on the whole uh, thing you was talking about earlier. Uh, it was that appeal to um, authority, what your boy uh, Nasir was doing. It's a uh, it's a fallacy, and a lot of people like to use it because it helps them push their agenda. Uh, people like to use a lot of uh, sources, and they cite these people. For one, they got to be credible, and for two, you can't cite a belief. You know, I see a lot of brothers in the conscious community make the error of citing beliefs. They're not citing the scientific aspect or the scientific nature of the credible source findings. They cite these beliefs, these half-winded ideas that support their agenda. So we got to understand when we're dealing with citing sources, we have to look at the credibility. We got to be able to know that that person is actually giving us scientific information and leave it at that. Archaeology only takes you so far. It tells you how old something is, uh, what they was using at the time. But then if you're citing the archaeologist and he's interpreting what this means with these findings as in the sense of what those, like he was there in that time, then you got to question that. And like you said, our people don't know how to uh, deal with that, even though we telling them we got all these sources cited and to go find the information and use the sources we cited, they got to be able to differentiate from credible science when we deal with these sources rather than someone with a a doctorate degree giving his opinion or his interpretation on things. See, a lot of these people with degrees are not um, absent to trying to control people and manipulate people because that's a way to get money. So you got to be worried. Even though you cite your sources and they may be credible, they may still have an agenda. So you got to be smart. Like you said, we got to use the scientific method. We can't cite a source and then try to push our agenda on people and make it seem like it's true. And that's my thing on that. And with the sister, what she did, mm-hmm. I mean, that's downright crazy to me, bro, because, <laughs> I mean, the whole story of Apet and Ra has nothing to do with gender. It's all about uh, good beating evil. So somebody manipulated our sister into believing that that story is about something than other than what it is. I mean, it's a simple story about good conquering evil. How do you place gender on that? How do you see yourself as a black woman in that in that story, like it don't add up to me, but you gotta understand we manipulate and 
push agendas on people every day. So if it was to my benefit to get that sister to make her feel like she in that and to make her feel like she a snake, a dirty down, low down snake, then I'm going to push that. And then if she holds it to her heart and feel as though like it's the truth, she's going to defend that. And that's what the problem is with these religions and all this other stuff. They trying to turn, uh, what is it? Ancient chemist spirituality into a religion. But I like, mm-hmm. cause you don't push that card. You push that, the arts and sciences aspect of it. Like entrepreneurship, you know what I'm saying? Methodology, yep. things mm-hmm. of that nature. I don't, mm-hmm. I can't contend or, Go with the whole. I don't know, man. I'm gonna leave it at that. But y'all doing the right <laughs> hey. thing with it. You know what I'm saying? I got it. All right. We appreciate you, bro. You know what I mean, yeah. you know, it's just a team. Of, we just study, man. And you know, like I think Joe made the point, man. A lot of times they <clears throat> they name out. Um, hey, Joe, you still on the line? Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. here. Remember how they name what? Hell. Text that they name, they 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 they, they always name our text like religious text, and it's really not like the one that's dealing with methodology. Correct? What, what was that? The correct method. The one. What was the name of that papyrus? Yeah, that was um, that was Ryan Ryan's mathematical papyrus, and it's it's you yeah. know it's it's just named after the person who who purchased it or brought it to the museum. You know, they name it after these people. That's the person's name. Ryan Brenner is a person. He had nothing to do with the papyrus itself. It's just named after him. That's all. Yeah, but they, but they, but people don't name that a religious text, though. Oh right. I mean, they okay. they name them all the religious texts, and that's the, that's the thing. See, yeah. People don't realize that yeah. that it's a science. Egypt, like people don't want like to use the word religion, fine. But Egypt had a science of life, and that's what it's all about: science of life. There, the institutions of learning were called per per unk, which was house of life. So it was dealing with a it was dealing with the method on quality living, which is the science of life. That's what it's really about. And and they never separated so called religion from science, from science to uh health. None of that stuff was separate. It was all interwoven together as, as a complete package of the science of life. That's why Kemet thrives so well. You know what I'm saying? That's what people gotta realize. But yeah, Mm-hmm. It's not a really scientific journal. That that text that the sister had a problem with, you know, she she thought that we were being slick by bringing it up. That's a scientific journal. And 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 what I didn't read, which is part of the text too, you have um, Offset and Nebuchadnezzar giving uh, a praise or giving a, um, a spell or whatever in order to deal with the pep. So if it's all about women, why why would two women, Netcher or Netcheret, um Deal with a pep, another woman. I mean, what what would her argument be then? You know what I'm saying? So people just have to I, kind of sit back, take their time. I just find it interesting that she's sitting there watching this shit the whole time, thinking we were saying that. That's crazy. So so your misinterpretation yeah. of information caused you to look at certain presentations and miss the whole damn thing. Let me get this two four oh. Your line is over. I'm gonna squad up. Hello. Hello. Oh, peace, peace, peace. Uh, yeah, I just wanna, uh, I just wanna give a big thanks to Sonetta because he shouted my name out on his uh, live stream the other day. I was the one who uh, bought the shoes and the uh, shirt. Okay. He that was a good look. 
All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. It's good looking yeah. out, brother. Appreciate that. I'm going to squad up, man. Way to support yeah. that, bro. Yeah. Appreciate that, yo. Yeah. I just said, yo, it ain't in the talk, yo. It's in the action. Yeah. yeah. So you really support yourself on that, yo. Appreciate you, bro. You got yeah. a question or something? Hmm? Got a question? Or yeah. That's all you want to say. I'm not where you at, so so none of these phases in and out. I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah, yeah, I'm right here, brother. I'm right here. Your brother said thank you for shouting his name out. Yeah, yeah I want to say, man, that's for a, his name out. Brother, brother, we thank you, man, for your support, man. It's because of brothers like you that keeps us in business and keep us doing what we do. So we thank you, my brother. That's what we want to do. We thank right. you for your support. Yeah, I'm just trying to be the change, you know what I'm saying? Because uh, I want to uh, – I got my own little – Entrepreneurship thing going, and one of the I went to a, a black owners meeting here in Maryland, and like one of the right. things that they always pushed was you know like buying each other, supporting each other. It wasn't about being number one; it was just about maintaining the aspect of having our own services that we dish out and we can employ other people within our community instead of you know having that slave mentality and uh, you know getting a handout every two weeks. Every week, correct. That's the one thing I always try to push out of past all the history and all the research that you know we do is pushing our own funded institutions. So that's you know where what I'm on. You know what I'm saying? And I and uh, it was really you guys, you know, on Ron Squad Sarnetta, who really you know inspired me to go out and uh, find a way to get off the slave ship. So you know, mm. I think right. Beautiful, beautiful, mm. brother. Thanks. Yeah, you know, what we say is <clears throat> it's not that we're selling the shoes, right? We're selling culture. We're getting people to put value back into African culture. And once you put value back into African culture or African-American culture, however you want to say it, right, you're putting value back into yourself and you'll support black businesses because you have value on the products and goods that black businesses produce right now, right? You can go to your closet. All of us, and you'll find Adidas, Nike, British, you know what I'm saying? All these things, British Nike, right, Reebok, British-owned company, Adidas German company, you know, you'll find all this in your closet, right? You're not supporting yourself. You're supporting racism, white supremacy, right? You can deal with Reebok, right, Uh, a subsidiary, okay, of like Adidas, you know what I'm saying? And, and and you do the history on that, okay? Do the history on Reebok for a moment, all right? Uh, British Athletic. And so they got that British flag, right? That British symbol, correct? Got that. Yeah. So when we come out with the red, black, and green, you know, to launch our shoe company, you know what I'm saying? And people say, well, why did you got to do that? Well, shit, didn't British do it? Didn't the British, you know, they was Brit- new, new, uh, Reebok. It's a British company. You knew what it was. And so we was letting you know, you know what I mean? Who we was and what we was doing. Okay? Then by the time you get down to what? Let me see. Uh, the company's founder, right? 1895, J.W. Foster and Sons. In Bolton, uh, Lancaster, England. It was later renamed Reebok and has been operating as a subsidiary of Adidas. See what I'm saying? So who the hell is Adidas? Watch this. Adidas. German pronounced. 
is a German multinational corporation, right? So Adidas, German damn name, Adidas, right, German. So you know exactly who they are, right? The company based in uh, Hennenzuga, Germany, right? The holding company for Adidas Group. Watch this. Let me go down. Let me show you something real interesting right here. Watch this. See? Niggas don't even know what they're supporting. You're supporting your own demise, right? You're supporting racism, white supremacy, okay? Right? You're supporting the very thing that you're fighting against. You're giving them the war chest to continue along those lines. So you got Adidas was founded in 18, August 18, 1949 by Adolf Dossler. Let's say this again. 1949, my fault, by Adolf Dossler, following family food at Duder Dossler Company, between him and his older brother, Rudolph, right? Rudolph had earlier established Puma. So how many of us has wore Puma? So watch this. You got the two German brothers, right? One got Adidas, one got Puma. Watch this. Which quickly became the business of rivals. So they rivaled each other, Right? Of Adidas. Both Adidas and Puma companies still remain based in Hizagos, Germany. Alright? Watch this. So let's click on this name, Adolf Dusseler. Let's see who this is. Watch this. <laughs> I'm going to do this for you. Right? At the 1928 Olympics, Dassler, right, equipped many athletes laying the foundation for international expansion of the company. During the 1963 Olympics in Berlin, Dassler equipped Jesse Owens, okay, of the U.S. with his shoes. Jesse Owens won four gold medals in that year. He wore Adidas shoes. Go look at the pictures of Jesse Owens. He's wearing the shoes. Let's see. Watch this. With the rise of Adolf Hitler in 1930, okay, both Dashler brothers joined the Nazi party. So the, 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 the yeah, yeah, owner yeah, of yeah. Adidas, right, and <laughs> Adidas and Puma, they was in the Nazi party with Rudolf rebuted as being the more adherent to national socialists. Rudolf was drafted and later captured while uh, Adi or Adidas stayed behind to produce boots for Wimbledon and then broke away from the Nazi party. But the hell with that shit. Y'all niggas supporting the SS. <laughs> you spending money with them companies, man. And you can get this on Wikipedia. This some light Wikipedia shit. I suggest you scroll on down to the motherfucking references and look up all the references. Here's, here's four references, right? Uh, how Adidas and Pyramid were born. Journal. All right? Um... 2008-2007. Reference to Burnham, colon, Adidas, St. John Encyclopedia, Pop Culture. Uh, reference three, James Cow, the town that sided uh, rivalry built, the town that sibling rivalry built and divided. Dorf Willie, all right? And then you have to go to uh, a site they got dealing with that. And then you deal with the eternal length of biography of Adidas, Adolf Adi, and Rudolf Dazler. Fashion, the go to fashion model directory. Yeah, nigga, y'all supporting racism. White supremacy, don't even know it, man. 
get mad when we put out the, the RBGs, letting you know who we, we put the beacon out to let you know who we was. Yeah. That's why you look at the signs and symbols, right, dealing with uh, Sarnet TV. He letting you know who you is. From the real black acres, I'm letting you know who I am. Right? Then Mocha University, you know what I'm saying? Hecka, Hecka Multimedia, you know who you're dealing with. All right? Mocha University, you know who you're dealing with. Timo Cyrus, you know. See, we're putting out the beacon, and we're wearing that shit on our chest because that's exactly what they do. And they've been doing it for over 100 years, and you don't even know it. Well, there you have it. Get out of mind, no, right, man. Well, when I get up to uh, New York in December, I'm going to definitely try and build with uh, you and Sonetta. You know what I'm saying? You're going to wake up. All right, brother. Appreciate you, man. Meet the next caller, man. All right. All right, brother. Peace. 281, you're not as old, my squad up. 281. Yeah, I just wanted to make a, a real quick comment about that pseudo shit. So, uh, a lot of brothers, they uh, be spitting that uh, comedic stuff earlier than uh, uh, 35, I would say uh, 350 BC, uh, up until like uh, 600 AD. All that is like Greek stuff right there. So, you know, when I when I hear the brothers, you know, kicking it from that time frame, I pretty much know, you know, what part of Egypt they're talking about, the movement of the, uh, the migration of people that were going on during that time. So it wasn't no Europeans or no uh, pale-skinned people in Egypt until 350 B.C. So all those names that, like uh, Hiskos and the uh, uh, Hebrews and all those names that were given, those are just titles given to people that look just like them back in that day. So uh, if they want to say, oh, yeah, this is the white boy coming on there uh, during this time period, you know without a doubt a contradiction that they don't know what the hell they're talking about, and they just making up shit as they go along because no document supported all that type of movement or no white boy during that time frame. You're wrong. You're wrong. There's two left feet on that little bro. Uh, yeah, I was not. wrong. Yeah, you're wrong on that little bit, bro. How did you say that? Yeah, because you got got that. Hold on, hold on. How many people talking? How many people talking? Let me make my point. All right, you can look at the DNA, okay? Without a shadow of a doubt, right? You got. Uh, SL2, what, 43, might have had that a little bit wrong. The pale skin, that's 15,000, 20,000, all right? That's when the pale skin come in, 20,000, okay? So, yeah, it's, it is a total possibility, right, after the ice age that pale skin people uh, migrated down. And yeah, come on, man, all right? Now, we understand the majority of the planet is brown skin people, but that's not what you're talking about. I am telling you that look on the walls of Kemet. You have different colored people. All right? And they got Indo-European. They show you what the Indo-European. Read uh, Shikanti Diab's work. Okay? He shows you what the Indo-European look like. Show, they wear tattoos, bro. They ain't exactly pale, but we still call them the white boy. All right? Uh, the Hiskos. Look at them. They got brown skin, uh, 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 light brown, right? Remember, brown skin does not make you 
Sub-Saharan African. Now, I don't know what you consider yourself to be, right? But you got to look at the skin map. If you don't look at the skin map, you're going to pseudonize yourself. Just because a person has brown skin does not make him your people, bro. That's something we got to get out of our head, man. I'm just telling you, man, take take yourself a good month and, 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 and read about the skin map. Look up the works of Jabrowski. Zena Nabrowski. Look it up. Go to PBS. Type in skin map. Read that and understand what I'm telling you. It's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, brown-skinned people go to war, bro, but that don't mean that they Sub-Saharan African. That's my point. So, so, so yeah, yo, so Europeans was That's not my friend. You can find that. That's style. not my friend. He did not come into Egypt until 332 B.C. The European had no... Exactly. This is what I'm talking about, brothers. I'm talking about when they came in at mass and started to influence the culture and started the the whole total migration of the people. That started in 350 B.C. and and didn't end until the Greek was up out of there by, quote-unquote, brown-skinned people, in the, in, in the seventh century, so so all of that when these people are speaking from that time frame, and they're they're speaking of as Egypt being purely Egypt, and they're using uh, these uh, quoting these sciences and all this stuff and these gods at that time period, they're actually prophesizing Greek history from that time period. They're they're, they're not dealing with. With lower Egypt, they're dealing with upper Egypt. They're dealing with the people that are that are uh, along the Mediterranean Sea, and that that whole dynamic was changed in 332 BC. That's why the dynamic is still the same in population as it is to this day, because they never left. They just interbreeded and moved around and changed around the yeah. religions during that time frame. Those people never left. That changed oh. the dynamic. The skin color, that you can see there. The, you know, they, they right, never came through in large masses, bro. You, you, that's, that's, you can read that in, uh, in, uh, in uh, uh, the Roman history of, of, of Africa. You, you can, you can keep right, that up. You can Google that. I'm going to Google it. Hold on for a minute, brother. Uh, brother Ngozi. Goes, where you at? No, I'm right here. I'm right here, brother. Peace and love. Let me ask you a question, man. Uh-huh. Uh, do you have Indo-European stock in anywhere on the Nile River at any time yeah. period? Uh, yeah, you had uh, you had uh, the earliest Eurasians that came into the continent before they were called that was 7,600 years ago. They were in the Nile, but they were not the majority. They were there. Um, you have reference of it or proof of it through studying the Nostradic portions that went through even in, in late Turkana when a few people from um, the Near East came back into Africa. Now, we have to study something called the Sitsa Morgan or the molecular clock when we deal with DNA variations or, or SNPs. You find haplogroup T roaming around in Africa 13,000 years ago. That's not indigenous to the continent. Or the R1B VA8 marker, which is also from that Central Asian area, which is a son or a descendant of haplogroup P. Now, we talk about Indo-Europeans. Who are Indo-Europeans? What do we mean by this? Well, the Hittites was Indo-European speakers. Indo-Europeans are not indigenous to Europe. Indo-Europeans come out of Central Asia. The language variants or the first Indo-European language comes out of Central Asia. Now, the genetic market that most Central Asians have is R1B. 
They don't have, you know, that's what the, that's the highest market that they have. R one B V A eight to M two six nine R one B eight forty three two. This is what they have. This is their SNPs, and they are offshoots of the people that come out of Central Asia at different times, going through Russia, and from Russia going through you know the France at different time periods, and populating all of Western Europe. So yes, you do have Euro Asians back migrating into Africa, and predominantly women, like mitochondrial DNA U six, mitochondrial DNA M, mitochondrial DNA M one. These markets are not indigenous to the continent. You have more foreign women coming into Africa than men. And so we got to get out of the habit of saying that people come in and just rape us and push us out and we run. No. So you said a bunch of women came in and raped us and made us run? No. The majority of the Egyptian men today at 70% Y chromosome maternity is indigenous to Africa. They have an E3 E marker. Regardless if you got E3B or E3A, we are all connected to EP2. We are all descendants of EP2 that comes out of East Africa. It doesn't matter. So and then when we get into skin tone, People in North Africa living in Zone Two won't be as people won't be as dark as people living in Zone One. It's impossible to be blue black looking like Michael Jordan in Zone Two in the Northern Mediterranean Africa. Not to mention sexual selection with breeding with different groups of people or different populations coming in at different times. So yes, you had foreign people who were not in business to the Nile who who descend from Africa go outside of Africa and come back. It's called back migration. That's what a back migration is. Well, uh, the brother was just trying to say that there weren't any pale-skinned people in North Africa and Africa, period, before 300 BCE. He was absolutely wrong. Let's get yeah. a date for the Hittites. The Hittites are a member of ancient people. I'm not going to call them ancient, but this is what they're saying in dictionary.com. Established a powerful empire in Asia and Syria, a dominance from about 1,900 BCE to 1,200 BCE. We know that the first treaty ever known to mankind was written between the Egyptians and the Hittites. So there you have it, brother. You're wrong. Yes, yes, correct. Absolutely wrong. Now, were they super white people? Nah, but the pale skin gene, what is it? What, what you call it? CL245? SLC245, it? It, goes, it goes back 6,000 to 12,000 years. So you do have people, the mutation started in Central Asia. They don't even come from Europe. The mutation came out of Central Asia. And it comes out of that area where most of those Indo-European species was coming from, predominantly Turkey. That's where, the, that's where that mutation started at. And that Georgia area is where you get the mutation of the OCA2 coming from. I mean, the OCA2 mutation. None of these mutations is indigenous to Europe. I mean, they found the damn skeleton in Europe, and when they measured the DNA based off what they would see off the, off the soft tissue that they were able to find, they realized that the because dude was dark skin with blue eyes. He was dark skin with blue eyes. You know what I'm So we got to be careful with that. So, yes, you did have lighter-skinned people coming into uh, Egypt. And the pale-skinned gene, wall. I mean, that mutation is 6,000, 12,000 years old. I'm sorry, I'll go ahead, brother. Look on the damn I'm, 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 book I'm willing to look at barbarism, man. Show niggas with tattoos y'all in the valley, bro. You want to say something to that, bro? Move on. Yeah, yeah, I want to say something back. Because, you know, you're looking at all of these different markers coming in and, and out of uh, – out of Africa, correct? But no one wants to, you know, focus on Indo-Kush. Uh, Indo-Kush, at that point in time, all those different variations that, that, that the brother so eloquently named was already, that, that, that DNA marker was already there because you already had the Kushites that were that, that, that had vast civilizations in Indo-Kush. <laughs> 
That you have to be. That, you have to. Hold on. Let me just that. let me just say this, huh? We have to be careful with this term Kush, because the black people in India have nothing to do with the black people in Nubia. Let me just say something right quick. Kush only means lowland people that come from the south. You have Indus Kush in India, and you have Kush in Nubia. Not to mention, they use the term out of out of context, because anybody that becomes below that Sahara was referred to as Kush. Anything south, it was Kush. You had you even had a Kish and Sumer. A Mesopotamia, meaning the southern, the southern, the southern route. Term Kush has nothing to do with uh, a connection with Abyssinia or Ethiopia. None of that. Another thing: those dark-skinned people in India are more connected to Europeans than they are to Black Africans, regardless of what their skin is. Just study the phylogenetic tree, and you can see it. Not to mention, look at the phenotype or the skeleton structure of these people. We can't look at chemical components or chemicals in our skin that we refer to as eumelanin or melanocytes, which is responsible for making us darker skin, to say that this, they, they are cousin or they, or they are brother. Because genetically they're not. They're further from you. Even the blacks in, in India, the uh, Adam and Eve people who got the thick hair, they kept their equatorial features. They're far off from you, way far off from you. So phenotype is one thing, but genome is another thing, yo. Not to mention polytopicity, how things can go backwards and forwards based off zones. We have to be careful with that, yo. We really do. We do. Reference. We do. Reference. Leo hey, can I chime in? Leo Hansberry. Hold on. Let me give you a reference. Let me give you a reference for the word Kush. Read the works by Leo Hansberry. He started the African-American study program at Howard University. And he talks about the word Kush, right? He said you can find it Asian and all that, right? And he says it does designate whenever you find the word, you seem to find the people that have brown skin and goes explain what brown skin is. That's why I say go ahead, take a month off of this particular conversation and study Leo uh, uh, Jabrowski. All right, study the skin map. Type it in, skin map, right? Study the science, put it in uh, the journal of nature. Study the skin map so you can stop pseudoing yourself to death. You, you can come to North, I said it early in the show, you can come to North America during the goddamn summertime, right, and go to the southern part, right, and you'll find brown-skinned people. So, yeah, so when Christian Columbus or whoever the fuck came over here, and they were saying, hey, we see people like Africans. They was right. They did see people like Africans. But them niggas wasn't scientists. They was doing a good old-fashioned eyeball test. All they seen was motherfuckers was brown. And to them, anybody who was brown couldn't have been nothing but them damn Africans. But that's not the truth. Mesoamerica is on the fucking equator, so people are going to be darker skinned. Adam and Eve's Island, Google that shit. Them niggas look blacker than me and you. But they, but, the, but, but nature will take you out. Nature don't work the way you want her to work. We, as a black people who have lost our way in our history, we want everybody with dark skin to be African. That's us. Nature say the hell with that. I'm going to give you skin based off of your environment. The hell with you and what you want. And That's you know why what? we use the scientific method, right, to dispel, to kill racism, white supremacy, and to kill niggas who want to do the black algae shit. Go ahead and go. No, I just want to say, black. You got black Africans in Nigeria, Ethiopia, and Somalia, with this E marker paternally. That's more close to the Europeans in the Baltic, and the Bulgarian, and also the Crete area of Greece. I mean, sixty-two percent of the Greek men. Who come from indigenous um, uh, Athenian types who was who was mixed before they start mixing with white women? They have the E marker as well. So you have people living in southern Europe, especially the Mediterranean, that's more closer to a uh, Nigerian when it comes to genetic variety. Because skin color, you got to get be careful with that. 
when it comes to genetic variation, when you deal with the genome, they have more similarities with certain black people in equatorial Africa than a black person in Asia. See, you got to be careful. We got to understand what, what melanin is. This is just chemicals in the skin. And it, it is significant. It has its role. But I'm just saying, but you have to be careful when you just look at the, get a good old eyeball and say, oh, he's black. We the same. You're not. Oh, <laughs> National Geographic did a special. It sounds like the Hebrew video. stuff now. Now it's sounding in Hebrew. All right, man. Okay. Hey, can I, I chime in real quick? You feel like a motherfucker. Crazy as hell, man. Look, man. <laughs> why, why is the National Geographic special? When they're doing the DNA test for everybody, they get one guy, the nigga look blacker than me and you. Did his DNA test, the nigga wasn't black. You know what I'm talking about, Ngozi? Yes, 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 correct. Fuck the correct. crap, man. It sound like the Hebrew. It sound like you haven't been studying, brother. Take you got to study science. Hey, uh. you, yeah, you back in you back in 1985 package right now, yo. It's 2015. I ain't trying to belittle you, but you got up your game. You're going to come on the show, man. I'm just letting you know. All right. Hey, can I flow, huh? Real quick, yo. I got four more calls. All right. I'm going to make a real simple plan. You got to think. Egypt with the apex of uh, civilization at that time. They had herbs that weren't indigenous to that place. So they must have traveled, they must have uh, traded and traveled all over the place. Now, if you're dealing with other cultures, of course, they're going to naturally come into your uh, area. So if you're dealing with trade and things of that and commerce, so it's always been like, and everybody always trying to get to the place that's popping. If you know it's a fly party jumping off, you're going to try to be there. Saying that that's where Egypt was at its time. So, of course, you're going even though we had the political power for most of it and everything, you always had a influence of other people, but we just controlled things until the Greeks. Good the point. The United States, man. Everybody won't come to the United States, dude. People of all colors and races come to the fucking United States. All right? So at the end of the day, you can be an American and don't got to be an Indo-European or European or British. So you could be in Egypt, and you don't gotta be a. You can be a naturalized citizen. You know what I'm saying you can be you can be native. You can be someone that came in and lived. Read it. That's why I tell niggas read the book Destruction of the Black Civilization by Chancellor Williams. He talks about the and that's what that's what he said. Afro Asiatic. There was no great. There was no great He talks about all of that in in Egypt. Can't nobody hear you? If we both talk, can't nobody hear you? Let me finish, then I'm going to let you talk. Go ahead, brother. No, I'm just saying. Go ahead. It was a large population of European pink people in Egypt until 332 B.C. Now, all the... All, all, who everything said that? Who said that, though? He's talking, what he's talking about, what he's trying to say, Hawk, is that, what he's trying to say, Hawk, is that, what he's trying to say, the Greeks in 332 B, that's the first case of white people coming into Egypt. Mediterranean white people at that, not pale skin, because the Mediterranean white boy from Southern Europe, which is Greece, he's not the same thing as the Nordic European that rules the world today, or that, 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 the English that we speak. They're not the same. We have to understand that. They're not yeah, even the same. Yeah, they ain't the same. Exactly. They was browner, pale brown. They weren't even, ah, uh, yo. We we Greeks somewhere in the there. Greeks, the, the Greeks was intermediate brown. They call themselves olive skin. They had an issue with the Nordic groups. They said, "This is one of the um, I forgot the Greek writer." He said, "I am not light skinned like those of the north, and I'm not black like those Egyptians. They are cowards." I forgot who it was, but this is how they describe themselves. The same thing with the Arabs who refer to themselves as having swarthy skin. 
these people are not white. They were olive skinned. They're Mediterranean Europeans. Southern Europeans. Yeah, we call them white. Yeah, we just call them white boy, yo. Point point taken in your argument, bro. Yeah. No, they want pale skinned motherfuckers. You don't get pale skin, pale, pale skin, motherfucker, until you get the white. I ain't talking about no snowman, uh, I ain't talking about the snowman. What are you talking about? But you got a point, though. But I'm saying you got to kind of, you have a point. For the record, the caller has a point. It wasn't like the white boys, but we call them the white boys because that's what we do. We just call them the white boys. Foreigners. We call all foreigners white boys, man. Here's those. Behold the pale more. Hey, Stevie, I'm going on the next call, man. Get out of here. Six four six. Hannibal, Hannibal, the same person that, you know, people love, Hannibal was a Hicksel. He was a Hicksel. The Hicksels or the Phoenicians were nothing but a banner of of, of Amorites that traveled the sea. These same Amorites were the foreign or the, or the foreign chiefs that the Egyptians called Hicksels. So we talk about Hannibal. Hannibal family came in 800 B.C. under Ditto Bell. These people were Amorites who sailed the seas. And not just Amorites, but at this time period, in 800 B.C., they were already watered down the sea people who were Indo-European people. The sea people were Indo-Europeans that came from Southern Europe, and they mixed with the Amorites that was in the um, Canaan area. And this is down there in 1600 B.C. And they, you know, I mean, we got to be careful with that. So even Hannibal... Wasn't this Hannibal the Moor or Hannibal the Black Man? And people say he was—he looked like Vin Diesel, the person that they wanted to act as him. For real, for real. Let's just be honest. Six four six. You hear me? I can't hold him down. And that's just stupid at this point in the day, yo. All right, man. So I'm around, baby. Get them. Let me see. Nah, it's just fucking spam, man. Stupid, yo. Hmm. Why you call? Why you call? Why you call um, Hannibal Hicksos, man? <laughs> you said, "Why do I call Hannibal Hicksos?" Yeah, foreign general, <laughs> foreign chief. Because he, because, because he wasn't. The, the Phoenicians were nothing. The Phoenicians were nothing. The Amorite. The term Phoenician is a Greek word. It's a Greek gave the people of Canaan when they got there. They call them Phoenicians because of the, I think it's a purple attire that they were. Mm-hmm. They, they, they were not. They were nothing but Amorites. They knew how to sail. That's all they were. The same Amorites who came into Egypt. In 1800 B.C., as early as the early 12th Dynasty, when they came in peacefully and took over in the 15th Dynasty. These are the same people. They live west of the Arabian Peninsula. They live in the Levant. These are the same people. They just had different tribes. The eastern group of the Amorites were called Akkadians. These are all the same people. They just got different names. So Hannibal, being a Phoenician who came from the Levant, his ancestors in 800 B.C., were the same people. They were the same. And those over the top. Man, you just took Hannibal away from him, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I got They're going to string too. us up, man. We got to keep the doors locked, man. Not Hannibal. The elephant. Oh, hell no, nah, nigga. Girls. Mm. That shit funny, yo. I mean, Hannibal was the kid about the heart of Africa. When Hannibal did, uh, he killed himself in Turkey. He didn't give a damn about Nigeria. You know what Phoenician said about the the blacks of the forests? Yes, a lot. You got to be careful with that, man. Like for real, they, he didn't have an Africa agenda at all, at all. No, he didn't. He did. He was just fighting for Carthage. His, we studied the Punic Wars one, two, and three. He was just trying to revise what his father can revise. 
it was an old struggle that the that the Romans put down on early people in the Middle East. It's early, it's early before that they they just been struggling with those people. So if you study the Punic Wars, he was all about reviving his ancestral lineage against the Romans because they've been fighting against them for so long. He didn't give a damn about the rest of Africa. He didn't give a fuck about no. He didn't. He killed himself in Turkey. He didn't go he to. He didn't he, look at the butt. He didn't go hide in Nigeria to, to run away from them. You know what I'm saying? They, you know they considered those people the lowland groups. All people sub-Saharan or South was referred to as Kush, as I said earlier, yo. They didn't deal with them like that at all. He was an Asiatic. And the people that he had in his military who were Berbers or the early Afri, which is the early, earliest Africans lived in Carthage, which is modern-day Tunisia, the earliest tribe, they were called Afri. You know what I'm saying? The um, Phoenicians called them Afri, which meant people of dust because they lived in the desert, and the other group meant people of yellow or the attire that they were. And this was a Berber tribe. Ranging from brown to light skin, mm-hmm. they look like the Quraysh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, them Berbers, they Africans too. Hannibal was an African too, but now you gotta get uh, now we deal with uh, specifics, specifics when we talk about the Africans. So there's no lexic census. So if you live in Africa seven thousand years, man, goddamn, you gotta be African. We've been over <laughs> here in the United States for less than five hundred years, about five hundred years, right? You know what I'm saying? And we, and we call ourselves African-Americans. So imagine if you there in North Africa, you know what I'm saying, for 5,000, 6,000 years, man. You know what I'm saying? You cut it out, man. All right? Exactly. So, so that's why I say black African power. Right? You see here, Tim Osiris say uh, uh, blue-black, sub-Saharan African power. That's right. All right? Making distinctions. The whole human population is African. All right? Because modern science has proven based off of the the, the science, right? You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, based off of fucking uh, uh, the don't nobody like that y'all don't like Darwin. Niggas like that was fighting for you. That's the white boy was fighting for you. You don't like Darwin, though, but he fought for you. You remember Darwin is an evolutionist, and he was fighting against other evolutionists, you know what I'm saying, to say where the human beings start. Remember, before Darwin and them come in, they were saying that Asia was the birthplace. They was on some Lord Abadabadu shit, all right? They was on them, those moors, you know what I'm saying, that ain't real study. Those temple moors, where they say they're the Asiatic black man. Nation of Islam, they ain't the Asiatic black man. So when you call yourself the Asiatic black man, you found an old European argument. Ain't that funny, all right? So Darwin and them came with the, Scientific information to prove that no, nah, it wasn't Asia, right? It was Africa was the birthplace. So he's one of the first Europeans. And if y'all read Doctor Ben book, you know what I'm saying you would have known that. If you wrote, read, read the book, Man, God and Civilization, man, by by John Jackson, man. Read the first two damn chapters, man. Talks about evolution. He talks about Darwin. He talks about other scientists of that day fighting with Darwin to prove their point, man. Ain't no way around this shit, man. All right, so we studied the skin map. We had a good conversation on skin color. The brother called in. Man, there ain't no white here. Okay. All right. Skin map will tell you who was there, who wasn't there. It's not hard. It's not complicated subject matter, man. All right. We got about 15 minutes left, man. I can't, I can't over it, man. So it's good. You want to say something goes?
right, I got you back on that, Josie. Hey, can I you say something real quick before you go yeah, in? Go the call. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say when we say Asiatic black man, you're talking about a damn Dravidian. <laughs> you're talking about a Dravidian, because even in the Arabian Peninsula. The black Arabs, the people, because there was the presence of black Arabs in Arabia. If you study the skin map, you see that's what color they're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they were called Vidoites. And the Vidoites who lived in Arabia at that time were Dravidian-type people. You know, that's what they were. So when you say Asiatic black man, you're talking about a Dravidian-type person. The same Dravidian-type people who gave rise to Caucasians, the same, or, or, or who went to the Caucasus, who was the earliest form of Cro-Magnum groups. You study early Cro-Magnon, man, you see what the DNA markers of them were. And when you study the Sister Morgan, you see the, the F marker that they had early and also the, J, the IJ marker, which was responsible for giving rise to an independent Caucasian haplogroup I in Western Europe and also giving rise to the Arabian haplogroup JP209 that's splitting in different directions. So when we talk about an Asiatic black man, you're talking about the predecessor of the Caucasian group who leave out of, the, who leave out of Africa, mutate in the Middle East and East, go through different transformations in the genome and phenol, and then go towards the Caucasus. And when they migrate towards the Caucasus, a few stay in the Caucasus, a few go west of the Caucasus, and end up in Germany, Eastern Europe, France, and they migrate towards the Cro-Magnon cave. So when you talk about Caucasians, you're talking about an early cluster, adult, I mean, an Asiatic black man. You're talking about the Dravidian-type people. These type people are the ones that were responsible for, the, for developing the mutation SLC2485 and 45A2 and OCA2 and a mutation called Edrolocus, ectoplasmic receptor. They developed all that. These type of people started with them, Dravidian type. You're not them. You're Equatorial Nubian. That's what we are. That's all I got to say. Uh-huh. Hey, can I drop yeah, something real yeah. quick? Yeah. Go for it. All right, I'm going uh, to switch gears. It's on uh, African spirituality. Like, I mean, take it with a grain of salt, but um, it was different from what we know religion to be today. A lot of people try to use it as an aspect of religion, like I was saying earlier. But basically, Af- African spirituality was nothing more than uh, a way to interpret natural phenomena, arts and sciences. For those who can crunch numbers, you know, not everybody inclined to go to school and things. The closest adaptation we have to true African spirituality today is what the white boys will call the universities. That's why we have multiple gods, because every god explained the phenomenon and uh, natural life. So all these curriculums and things of that nature is basically... African spirituality in its modern day form. So when you take in these classes, astronomy, archaeology, uh, biology, these are all things that relate to what we know as spirituality. So we got to get away from the euphemisms and the, the uh, one God in the sky. Like uh, I forgot uh, the brother that did that, but he really messed us up when he converted to that ideology. Because back when, it was all about learning. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And it's like, yeah. As you talk, hey, Bill, you, I can't get your nod on, man. I see you. I can't get your nod on. Go ahead, brother. Okay, hey, so. You make good uh, points, though. You make real good points, bro. That's what I was yep. saying earlier with you, your comment. You, um, 
you spoke to what I was saying in, in Kemet, all the sciences were interwoven. And that's that's another thing I wanted to say earlier, um, based on what uh, Brother Ngozi was saying, that we have to be uh, multidisciplinary in these days and times. And that's how we were in, in Kemet and in a lot of different African traditions where you you wore uh, different hats because the sciences were interwoven and interconnected and interrelated with one another. So you had to be multi multiple disciplinary um, in order to make sense of it all, in order to know what you know and know what you don't know. So if you're an archaeologist, you know, under anthropology, they got different sub-branches of sciences. Linguistics is a branch, is a part of um, anthropology. And then in linguistics, you have different branches. So we have to learn to be multidisciplinary and then combine it so we can make sense because at, at no time should an archaeologist uh, have data or publish data that will contradict a, a linguist speaking about the same phenomena, because if it contradicts, then something is wrong. So we have to reconcile the information. In order to do that, you have to be multidisciplinary, or you have to at least have enough to to combine the different disciplines. And that's what we fail to do today, and that's what we got to get more into. And I mean, I see it. I mean, it, it's growing. So I'm not saying it don't exist. It's growing, but we got to really, um, really push that. Hmm. I totally agree with you 100%, yo. Hey, brother. Uh, what's up? And that seems to be the struggle we're in. Go ahead, brother. I did want to, um, before I got off the line on the show, and um, drop those two references for you. Um, there are old court cases that uh, give um, rulings to uh, those sovereign individuals, and also you can check the census records that um, show the um, I guess you could say ethnicity of the individual, their um, nationality, and uh, they they have they have a little. They say more on them too. I just wanted to drop that back at you. That conversation earlier when I first came in. <clears throat> what? Uh, uh, you ain't no damn the rent, the more, the what? They say what? See how you do? It's that more. There are the old, the more. Nah, yo, I'm just saying. What, I'm looking for the census record, and it's gonna say that who was the Moors that it was referring to the Native Americans being Moors, right? Uh, there are times where I say it would be Native Americans, or it was uh, people of uh, melanated descent, African. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, of course they they call darker skin mm-hmm. people the term more. Let's get into the linguistic <laughs> term of more. Boy, no one no one called themselves Moors for real that was indigenous to the continent. Not even the Berbers. It, you know, the term more is just a description of darker skinned people. You had twenty Moors who they referred to as tinted skin and or or, or, or the swarthy skin again. And you had blacker Moors coming from Senegambia, Senegal, ancient Mali. These were the blacker Moors. This is the bus that you see all through Europe the darker skin. So, of course, when Europeans, especially Portuguese, when they come across these darker skinned people in the summer, as Brother Ankh said, of course, they'll say, moros, more, negro. This is a description of darker skinned people. The term negro means black objects. So, yeah, when they see darker people, even if you was a black person from India, mori, moros, more, more. These are the same terms that will describe darker skinned people. Now, the Berber of the Amazigh or Tamazigh groups in the northern Mediterranean, they never call themselves Moors. And we try to be slick and match up the term Almavad and say that was, a, that, was, that, was, that was where we get the term Moor from. But that's not true. It's not true. And not to disrespect nobody, 
I'm going to just say it like this. With all due respect to my Morris brother, I mean, you got to understand, you never had a nation. There was never a Moorish land or anything of that nature. So for you to propagate that, you know, you're entitled to something to which law or even the universe is not going to recognize for the simple fact that. I'm going to say this, brother. Brother is kind of on the show to defend that position, right? So, you know what I mean? We don't we don't let him catch up on that one to figure out whether it was the Irish uh, nation or what it was. I, you know, my name. thing, my thing for that, because anywhere that, that they had black civilization and black a black nation is a Moorish nation. If you're Nigerian, if a foreigner seen you, he called your ass a Moor. You know, if a foreigner seen, like for example, when you study Zanzibar, the people in Zanzibar around that Tanzania area, these are the same people that that Al Jahiz descent from. When he was mm-hmm. over there, in, over there in Baghdad, they referred to those groups as more. The Portuguese called it that a Moorish area. So if it's black people, it's just another word for black. It's a description for somebody with darker hue, darker pigment. I agree. That's with all that. it is. It's, it's, no one call, no one called themselves. It's nothing significant about it. More is just like saying nigger or or or, or exactly or black. It's just a, exactly. it's just a, a word. You know, it's not a nation. I mean, I'm no, sorry, huh? I mean, I don't want to play into it. Yeah. Well, you got to look at that definition of nationality, too, though. You probably got to catch. You probably got to catch. It's, it, it's not about right, nationality. It, I don't know. You just, I'm saying, call back next week. He'll be on there and talk to y'all. I'm talking to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey. I mean. The word means Westerner. It don't mean black, though. It's just about to hit y'all with that non-science. That non-science. <laughs> See, yeah, black people get stuck on this whole nation. I got the free reign tonight. You, you see how it works on next Sunday. Yeah, real Sunday. talk, but it's not. A, yeah, y'all yeah, yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's not about having a nation. It's an empire. You need empires. Empires are what rule. You know what I'm saying? Nations come as the empire. empire mm-hmm. I love the an empire and a nation. A nation is an actual place. Like, for example, America is a nation. Okay. Not an empire. An empire is like Britain. Britain, how they have the empire and they colonize. What makes an empire? You and understand? They, they, empire, they ain't colonize people. They ain't colonize niggas in Hawaii. That ain't true. Because you got many out <laughs> there. It's what they, they did. They colonized the Mexicans. <laughs> they colonized. It's, it's what they did, but they yeah. used it. Uh, they used another name yeah. for it. It wasn't colonization. You know, Shit, in yo, sense, colonization is frowned upon. Yeah, everybody that's <laughs> fucked around, and and now they 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 tell them they democracy is a democracy. Yo, them niggas is colonized. Yo, <laughs> exactly. I agree, <laughs> but it's called incorporation now. It's called incorporation. Uh, no, nah, United States not a corporation. Yo, you made that up, nigga. You no, crazy. I'm saying they yeah. incorporate, not incorporation as far as business term, business term. I'm saying they, they incorporate, incorporate the, these nations into the empire, into the fold of the. Exactly, it is an empire, but so, they wouldn't call it that now. So the oh, Songhai okay. Empire, who did they invent? Yo, the Songhai Empire. Or Minamatapa. I mean, we got many African empires. Um, Shanghai Empire. You know, there were different people. That was those are Nilo-Saharan group. 
who came in and, and tried to put down on the night the um, Kadopian speakers that was part of that area, that was in that area. Look up.